Good news, everybody. Aaron's microphone problems have been solved. For now. Here, listen in. Oh, it it cheesed me off when I heard that thing. I was like, mother. Yeah, I figured you'd be you'd be mad too. I, w- I was just like, I was like, we checked, mm. we checked it. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized we checked it in Discord, and usually that's enough. But in this case, it had separated itself out. You love when technology just randomly does something different, even though you haven't done anything to it. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's always microphones. It's always microphones. Yeah. What's going on down there? The last recording ever. I'm not going to do that joke again. Hi everyone. Welcome to WTF and TFW. We're in it. It's episode 593. We got things to talk about. It's October. The 19th, 2020, when we're recording this, and I'll just lay it out here right on the front. I I am in a, a headspace where I am running the Kota Ibushi life. I am, like, awake for 20 hours and then sleeping for 6 to 7 for consecutive days. It's just, it's a thing. You know, it's a lifestyle. Um... So if I sound a little bit strange or I get a little bit a little bit slurred and sloppy, uh, that's why uh, it ha- I'm saying it now. So also, because so I, I don't want to edit any of it. Screw it. Why? Why edit real life? <laughs> why edit real life? Right, TJ? Why edit real life? God, you know I'm right there with you. And referring to it as the Kota Ibushi life, yeah, I. That's actually. Made me a little bit more comfortable with what was actually probably a very unhealthy habit. Ever since I saw that soundbite from Koji Ibushi, that's just been my way of describing my deranged circadian rhythm. Because I was, I, I had, I was like, another one, finally. <laughs> uh, I am unfortunately not yet in the physical condition of being the golden pro wrestling himbo, but one day. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I'm getting worried that like. The way my sleep cycle works, I'm on that like 35 hour whatever like sleep cycle. Men in Black had. Yeah, I mean, listen. All I'm gonna say is I, I I saw an article where they're like, hey, listen, don't worry about it. I mean, you know, sleeping eight hours in the dark is sort of it partly uh, was was something made up to help sell light bulbs. And back when we were hunter gatherers, the human brain sometimes some brains are just programmed to naturally fall into being awake at night because there had to be some of us awake at night while the rest slept to to ward off the the whatever tried to prey on hunter gatherer humans. If, if- like seriously, if if my genetics decided to give me hunter gatherer instincts, it is sorely mistaken. <laughs> you know, somewhere between that and the Kota Ibushi lifestyle, like there's like a, I'd say thirty percent chance either of us or both of us could just end up like you know Mad Max Road Warrior style giant mohawk, one huge shoulder pad, uh, that that kind of that kind of physique. I think oh, it's possible. I'm 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 already hooking the gas line to the guitar. All right, all right. Here we go, flamethrowers. Aaron, welcome. What's you? What are you, what's your contribution to the post-apocalypse? I didn't really want to go there, but here we are. I mean, engineering. It's always engineering. You're going to build us the cars. What have the flamethrower guitars attached to them? Uh, 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 cars, sure. You just build a helicopter, except for the, the I mean, land. I mean, why? Why do you want just a car? I mean, look, why not the Mad Max truck? This is why you're part of the team. With more flamethrowers. Why you're part of the team? I'm just like, give me a car with a flamethrower on it, and Aaron's just like, I'm going to give you three sideways helicopters for wheels, just to start. 
Um, I just remembered that bit from back when we did the aeronautics thing five years ago uh, mm-hmm. about the sideways helicopters. Anyway, we got some uh, we got some news to talk about. Some uh, interesting little bits and bobs. Uh, I'd like to throw us right into this because it's it's a quickie because it's a Hasbro Pulse article. So there's only a certain level of depth that we'll get into, but there's a decent level of depth in here. The, they put up an article behind the design Transformers Devastator about Studio Series Devastator, and uh, and I thought there were some cool bits and pieces in here just just to throw out some of the highlights. Uh, obviously, like some of this is sort of confirming stuff that we sort of knew but it's neat to see it stated like devastator was a combiner that released over two years and that to me makes the whole set a little bit more impressive not just the two years but that it's like this is released over two years whilst simultaneously the rest of studio series is being developed at the same time Mm -hmm. and it's like that's pretty impressive. You, you did all of it at the same time. The the other one that that was interesting is and, and this will this will dip into some of the like the quote unquote insider folks whom I don't know very well, but folks I know shared stuff with me, and I trust whatever they're saying because they're folks I know. But uh, at one point, it was optioned that Devastator's torso, instead of being a leader and a leader, would have been a a commander class scavenger and a voyager overload. Um. And then they ended up going with leader and leader. And the article, I think, said part of it was that Voyager Overload could not actually handle the load of being Devastator's pelvis, uh, which corroborated, I think, with what some of the insiders were saying about like the development that feasibly does exist for Commander Scavenger that that leaked out here and there, as far as like just information. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd seen some stuff from one of the insiders that was more, oh, what we could have got. If it had gone the other way, because the commander could have had like more bells and whistles to yeah, it. Yeah, like the proper shoulders was like one of the big ones. Yeah, um, the the turbine the, actually think, forming on the back. Yeah, um, but yeah, after that, I mean, having having Devastator, having all all the parts and put together, I could very easily see where uh, a, a Voyager like hip would not have been good. Yeah. At all. There was a Hasui interview that was translated t- across two languages to get to English last I checked, uh, which mm-hmm. seemed to corroborate with some of that stuff that, like, it's just, and, and even one of the insider, you know, quote unquote quotes, because what does a quote really mean in that case? I'm not sure. But uh, it basically was like, yeah, they, they could not get a Voyager overload to work that would not, like, break, basically from holding mm-hmm. all that stuff up. Uh, coupled with... Uh, Hasui alluded to this in the double translation of his interview, that, like, the cost of plastics and development changed while they were developing this set, which also impacted um, the scavenger overload part of everything. Uh, and and what makes overload more, more impressive to me than anything is the, the shots from this article showing that, like, like they had finished six of the figures one two three four five six of the figures and overload's contribution to the combined mode was still just in like block form mm-hmm. and i'm and i was like this and, and someone else pointed this out and i agree it's like this sort of explains how overload you know parts of overload feel like they fit in really well but then other bits of overload feel like there are just straight up missing connection points uh, because those connection points don't exist on Mixmaster or Scavenger, because they were designed a year before Overload even had a sculpt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it you know it makes the whole set 
uh, to me, like, f- f- it's double-edged. You feel, it's, to me, so impressive what it is in its finished form, but then also it is hard to not sit there thinking about, like, oh, man, but the version of this where it was all developed at once, where Studio Series went on hold for, like, a year, and it was just yeah. about this, like, what that could have been, too. Uh yeah. So th- this article, well worth the read, in my opinion. Like, like ob- obviously, if you don't care about this devastator at all, the, that's what it's about. But the the this is one of I think the deepest looks behind the scenes that that this you know behind the scenes pulse blog style has ever shown us. Uh, I was I was surprised how much was being said here, and and I say that while agreeing with people that feel like this was still a pretty sparse article. Like it kind of was. But Hasbro, as a corporation, is still not a corporation that likes to talk to its customers as friends. Yeah. Uh, and and this, this felt like the tone of the better Unicron updates, but just as a public blog. Uh, and, and so I think this was a really great step forward as far as delivering more of that stuff. Um, and also there's cute photos of Devastator with a, with a marker writing on the wall, which is, you know, good old time. Um, so yeah, I mean, Aaron, Aaron, you and I both have recently handled the complete Devastator, so obviously this was, like, the timing of this was almost eerie. Where mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like they were like, oh, you guys got it. Alright, well here's the yeah. designer commentary. Like, oh, uh, thanks. Uh, thank goodness it's finally done here. Thanks. Uh, thanks for tracking our purchase habits you creeps no Uh, (laughs) it definitely was you know i i think even in the beginning we knew that there was going to be like lag time that it wasn't all designed at once it was definitely not going to all release at once but i i i really felt like like until this article i was so certain that like well all the connected all the connection points have got to already exist in some form though well, I mean, they they did in that they knew that like, hey, this is going to be a solid connection for when, you know, overload does come oh, out. Oh yeah, but but over like like I but, thought it was that plus that piece of overload exists, which it it clearly yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I bet it at some point like they knew what the mating connector was going to look like. Oh yeah, yeah. And that the weird like polygonal version was just more for like hey how how wide do we want the hips to be here how you know how this is literally how clunky do these joints need to be this though is is almost literally the rc sisters from 09 where it's like Mm -hmm. we designed a connector and we just figured we'd figure something out later yeah (laughs) except this was slightly more formal um TJ, uh, you know, this is Movie Devastator, which is one of your most beloved things, and I, just, I do this every time. I can't resist. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, did you check out the article? Did you get any, any feelings off of this thing? Um, even if it's not a toy that I'm super into, it is an interesting read, especially when it is such an enormous project, because you know, it, took, it took a lot. It makes me appreciate just how much effort it took to get the entire Devastator out. You know, just all the hurdles they hit along the way, how many things they had to account for. It's it's easy to just look at things. Well, they clearly had an idea, like, from the get-go, and then to read something like this and go, oh, 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 they're flying by the seat of their pants. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was like, this was... 
eerily like oh, I mean this is a weird way to put it and so like I, I want to state like I'm not trying to say this as like anything that's reductive but like it's eerily close to a third party project right down to the part where they were like we had to rewatch the combination scene from the movie a bunch of times to figure out how it worked and I was like that's another part where I was I, I just kind of assumed because y'all are the company that like you just had access to all the material but then I sat there for a sec and I was like Revenge of the Fallen as a movie production was a calamitous mess and I bet none of that material mm-hmm. exists or ever existed at at the you know to as accessible to anyone working on the toys uh it's not like it's not yeah, like there is a, I, I a bet- model they can just pop open like so how's devastator work it's like they had to watch yeah. the scene edited. yeah I, i'm betting there's like some concept photos that maybe went back and forth and that's about the last place that like cooperative communication happened yeah yeah, like like the fact that watching that scene, for instance, seemed to I forgot which interview this part was from. If it was Hasui's or the the one that, that's on the site, but like like in watching the scene, that contributed to them changing their plan to have every limb as a Voyager because they realized that like oh wait, the left arm is two vehicles; those can't both be Voyagers, or that's going to be a big old mess. And it's like yeah, mm-hmm. and then someone else pointed this out. Um, I forgot where, um, but but I, I I was like, no, you're right. Where it's like, as cool as this article was, they also didn't really mention like the bit where like I, I forgot if it was scrap metal or high tower, but like one of them, one of them like doesn't really exist and kind of exists now in studio series. Like parts of them existed, but it was either scrap metal or high tower. Like they're halfway's an original character for this combination team. Yeah. That occupy an existing space, you know, shape wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like it's fascinating. And yeah. I, I, or, uh, TJ, what are you going to say? I want to. I want to. No, I want to say it was High Tower. Like, well, define like because technically Overload didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Technically, all technically, and everyone except uh, everyone except Rampage slash Skipjack and Demolishor slash Scavenger. Technically, all of those were just vehicles that just crammed together. Everyone else was just because I want to say I, w- I want to say High Tower was there in the desert as a vehicle. The vehicle then, was there, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. And then it was Scrap Metal, who was the I want to say the one that got dissected to repair Megatron. That's that's generally what people see Scrap Metal as, but then like. I, I always wonder if that was also a lot of us kind of just going, well, we didn't we didn't really get a good look at that one anyway, and this guy kind of just is a small biped, and the Constructicons were the ones who were there to do all that work, so maybe it's him, but it's also the same thing as, like, you know, Long Haul existed back in 09, but also was never necessarily the same thing that turned into a foot. It's... <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, that was part of it that we got out of some behind the scenes or some something where it was like their ideas that like you could have two, two of these guys come together or three or four or 12. And if you're a Constructicon, that just means you can merge with other Constructicons to make a bigger meter guy and that it's like conveniently these 
guys are the ones that come together to become Devastator. Yeah, I, I remember that was a soundbite back in 09 that, that was simultaneously like illuminating, but also felt like... Because, I mean, the, the problem with Revenge of the Fallen in any kind of, you know, sussing out stuff like that is that that was the movie that had no writers. Yeah. So it's like a lot of that stuff probably was was written down somewhere on a notepad, but by whom and for what... I think is somewhat lost to time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, th- th- this is a, 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 a great article, well worth the read, about a fascinating set of figures that, by all accounts, probably shouldn't exist, but they just sort of do. And, and there was, I, I still maintain there's something beautiful about the way they never really announced it either until it already started. Where it's just like, I guess this Constructicon has instructions to become a, a shape. <laughs> And has a ratchet joint in it. Are they? I guess they're going to combine. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a fascinating journey. Um, but the, that that was kind of the lesser of the news. We also had one of those fan Fridays, and we like again, you know, this this being a weird year in many directions. Another whole thing is like most of this year was this like like trickle of potato photos into YouTube videos of and and rumor note, you know noted rumors into bullet-pointed text reviews into weird photos into video reviews of uh, Studio Series 86 and whatever it was. And they, fi- hey, they finally announced Studio Series 86. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and they actually, they had almost a bunch of reveals we had not seen, if not for the fact that a few days before the Fan Friday, there was the most potato photo ever taken of the entire line in their packaging trays that came out, but that photo was also summarily useless, other than telling us Jazz was among them. Um, but then on the Thursday, they had a reveal uh, on, um, I think it was IGN, and then Friday they had the full stream. So Studio Series 86 is uh, a set of figures that are occupying a, a weird subspace in Studio Series where every figure is figure number 86, but then, uh, you know, it, it's Jazz is figure number 8,601. Um, another one of them is 8,602. Uh, I didn't catch if in the stream they said anything about whether it is just going to, like, whether this is what Studio Series 86 is, these six figures. Um, or if there's going to be any continuation, but the numbering of it, I feel, does communicate that, like, these are not, like, meant to just slot right into the Studio Series movie line. They're just using the structure of those, of the, that line. Yeah. Um, they're... And it's one of those things that, like, as far as retailers go, it's going to be the same thing because it's in the same size boxes. They look the same. Yeah. And retailers suck. And uh, and they're, they're doing uh, the backdrops. The, the backdrops actually look way more fun because they're of exciting things this time mm-hmm. and not deserts and roads. <laughs> uh, but, it's, it, but it was the road in the desert. It was. It was very movie accurate. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was a kind of foresty desert that led yeah, to a road. Yeah, or there was I, I the. Think, I, I think we got one of a pyramid that was bought from Getty Images, or. Well, there there was the one of a battle taking place during some world war, but all of the flags had explosions in front of them, so we couldn't tell what possibly it could be about. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, almost became a segue, but no politics in the thread. So we got uh, we got we got some deluxes. Um, first one revealed was Jazz. Uh, this is the first new Jazz toy since Power of the Primes. Um, and I've seen a lot of people going, finally, a good Jazz. And to a lot of those people, I say, how dare you? 
Reveal the Shield Jazz is is a perfect baby, and I love him. But this is a wingless jazz. This is a, a cartoony jazz. Uh, this is a jazz that turns into a Porsche-shaped car that has two giant robot feet sticking off the back. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't mind, but I, just, I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, and I, it's, I saw some word around from folks who have, you know, or have seen a copy of it. Cause I, I did not keep up with what all made it to YouTube already. It sounds like this jazz actually has a fairly unbecoming backpack that is very well hidden in all the photography. <laughs> uh, but if you look at the shot of jazz on the backdrop, you can kind of see how like, that edge of that backpack, his arm is back and bent and covering a lot of it, but the edge of that backpack is pretty far back there. Um, yeah. Which I, I don't mind that much. Like the, I, I'll, I'll say up front, I think all three deluxes look super jank, but also potentially really fun. They just look really weird and a little misshapen, but they look like they do a lot of fun movements. Um so, you know, uh, Jazz comes with a moon-based backdrop, and I, it, it looks fine to me. I, I think it's cool that they're doing a wingless Jazz. To me, that's kind of the big excitement. Um, mm-hmm. And there are already a lot of folks I've seen saying, oh, I hope his wings can pop out. And I'm kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like with Ultra Magnus, right? Like, at a certain point, if you want to do a cartoon one, you decide to not do the obvious thing. Uh, I don't think those wings are going to be able to, like, fold out, given how they seem to be compressed back there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're hinged into the top of the car. Or not? Yeah, yeah. That, that that hinge that you can see from the side of the car is entirely the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, and and that's part of what tucks up to make that I think pretty big gangly backpack. If you want a winged jazz, there was this really great deluxe that's still really good that came out about nine years no, ago. No, 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 no. This is our first good jazz toy ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also, I'm being a little bit, I'm being a little, I don't know if facetious is the right word. I just, I saw a lot of chatter about, like, finally a good jazz, and I just got so from, I was like, I don't usually get uppity about this, but what what are you all doing? What are you all doing to my good boy? <laughs> yeah, I swear by that Reveal the Shield jazz. That is an excellent figure. Yeah, it it's not a good cartoon jazz, because it's, it's very much oh, no. toy jazz. Yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, the, uh, TJ, how are you feeling about the new jazz? I'm really excited for him. Like, I'm the one, I'm one of those that kind of, like, wanted this iteration of Jazz. I wanted the cartoon appearance without the door wings just because, I don't know, like, door wings I associate with the Datsuns. Yeah. And, like, this pulls mm-hmm. him, this pulls him away from the Prowl vibe I, I would get from him normally. Yeah. Because his transformation scheme is inexorably going to be Datsun-like. Because he's got that chest and those lower legs, and so yeah, the no door wings helps him not feel like a sort of half Datsun, you know, like yeah. Jazz's tend to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's doing away with the the front wheels as well, mm-hmm. which normally those end up on the back of the shoulders if you're if you're a Prowl or a Blue Streak. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm happy with the changes here. Like it feels like you know, like the Jazz that I saw in the cartoon, which is not something I've been able to say about a figure. Yeah, I the only thing that that's come close for me was the the Make Toys uh remaster version. Um as far as like just feeling like it was trying to do cartoon first. Uh and obviously yeah. this is a lot less expensive and a lot simpler to interact with and I'm just hoping that the movements are good. That's that's my main hope for the deluxes. Uh Aaron, you've you've got a certain vested interest in jazzes. So how are you feeling about this one? Yes, it is. It has been told that this is an acceptable jazz. All right, good. We checked with the authorities. 
Yes. <laughs> no, I. It, it's nice to get a much more like from the cells of the cartoon mm-hmm. look on jazz. Um, it's a case. I think most most of the jazz zai jazz jazzes jazzes. Um, I'm, I'm looking back over my shoulder, uh, working around the microphone here. Yeah, most everything is door wings. Mm-hmm. Everything is door wings. I so many. Door I have wings. to say it now that I've not uh, said the, it a the few war times. For Cybertron, there's like four variations of the War for Cybertron. That one doesn't have door wings. True, true. Well, that one's just got a big um, pod on the back. The Pretender Shell dude doesn't have door wings. True. It's only been that long. So, yeah, it still has been quite a while. It's been at least seven years since yeah. a... <laughs> I mean, no, well, the Power of the Prime one didn't, but we don't talk about that toy. Oh, right. I forgot. He, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I actually don't hate that those toy. Are, those are still sealed in package. I, those haven't come out of package. So. I don't hate that toy. Yeah. I just I do honestly keep forgetting that it exists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I stopped myself from saying this like three times, so I feel like I should just say it because it's not it's not awful. But I was about to say that I heard on the street that the plural form of jazz is a jizz. I have three jizz. No, no, that's uh, Star Wars music. Oh, well, Star Wars is owned by the same company, so they could technically. No, it's not. It's all owned by uh, by Hasbro Disney. Uh... <laughs> Someday. Sorry, what, what, yeah, what, one of these that merger's not supposed to be announced what, until next sorry, week. Sorry, what year is yeah. it again? What year is it? It's twenty twenty. Okay, sorry. Yeah, twenty twenty. It's, 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 it's the not quite the worst year yet. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, give, apologize. It, give it another twenty years before uh, Disney, Comcast, Pepsi, Cola owns everything. Look, we we agreed when we time traveled eight years into the past that we would only bring this up at the right time, and I screwed that up. I admit. So my my apologies, everyone. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's. I almost said that's jizz. That's jazz, uh, and uh, another deluxe uh, that we have seen bits of before. I think there's a whole video review of him. Is Cup? Uh, Cup looks d- jank as hell. Um, characterfully so. The thing about Cup that I would say is he looks like a, a neat, weird, gangly Cup figure who doesn't look like Cup the animation model whatsoever to me. <laughs> uh, right down to the head sculpt <laughs> but he does look fun and i think that the alt mode looks great and the robot mode to me looks like it's going to do a neat transformation to get to that alt mode and he's got the fun feature of being able to relive the, his the time he almost got killed by a giant squid because he can make his arm and his mm-hmm. leg pop off so i i don't think cup is is awful i just i really feel like i gotta like say it up front like i i don't think that this cup accomplished the mission of looking like he came out of the 86 movie and i think his shoulders look super the hell weird uh yeah i i think it's because it 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 he does uh i think an interesting trick of I, I all of that round is coming out of like the side of the cab, yeah. And so, like, what looks like much more straight angles on the the cab part of his his pickup truck, like it the way that it folds out and around gives him a weird V shape that we're not used to seeing, at least at a Hasbro stuff. Well, I checked the the box art on him too, like and. In the box art, because I was trying to figure out what it is, and in the box art, I think it really captures it. It's just, on the art, his shoulders are tighter overall. Like, as a shape. 
Uh, and due to okay. due to that kind of you know that fold over transformation, they just end up feeling disjointed on the silhouette of this figure. He to me actually looks like a really good early IDW cup. Like he's got that kind of shambly look. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah like maybe. he he strikes me as yeah. like a spotlight cup. Yeah, he looks awesome for yeah. spotlight cup. So that it's not it's not like I'm really saying that I think he looks bad. It's just I think that if the if the if the thesis statement is this is Studio Series Transformers the movie '86, I'm kind of like no. So th- it also makes me wonder, like, was this guy designed for Studio Series '86 or is Studio Series '86 a bunch of toys that were just designed for generations? That you know have been fleshed out after a chunk of them already existed, but uh, we don't know that, and I don't think we ever really will. Uh, no, I, I feel I feel like this was a studio series has nowhere to go right now because they burned through just about yeah. every movie character. Hang on, and how long? How how long time wise has studio series been going? Couple years. Like, like, a couple, two years a couple. during which they released Devastator. They have a great article about that. No, but like we've got Walmart listings for what Dino and Jolt, and like that's the that's the bottom of the barrel. There, those are the I, most non-character me, I, I just, characters. I just heard a sob from one of my storage bins. I think my Jolts all just started crying. Hey, uh, I like it. <laughs> okay, I like the Jolt toys, but you know what? He appears for literally about 15 <laughs> seconds, including the car mode shot. He had more important things to do. <laughs> we went over but this. Like you're, you're hitting the bottom of the barrel with Studio Series. You need a place yeah. to go. Meanwhile, Generations is going to roll that Beast Wars die and see if there's a collector's market for it. So it's a good safety net to roll out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really, I think it just really means that, like, I, I think that these deluxes in particular the more that someone wants them to be studio series 86 the more disappointing they will be as opposed to just being like new generations toys which is like yeah. it's a, and i could see i could see this just being like movie characters maybe not necessarily like the from the movie yeah but just like hey this is 86 time frame this is you know that season 2 Season three movie era, that like color as palette. a as a yeah that color palette. This is this is the the pie chart area that we're going into of our release stuff. Yeah, as as we we need a theme to glue some stuff together with. The, the main reason I, I wanted to like say all this up front is just like when these reveals happened. I just remember I was like I don't I don't dislike any of this. It's just I feel kind of unexcited about the mm-hmm. specific thing that they are hyping up and I was I spent about an hour trying to figure out what it was and Cup really to me pulled it all together cuz I was like yeah he looks like a good cup toy and he looks like a really bad studio series 86 cup toy in that very specific vein um yeah uh, that said though like like now that I got that out of the way I do think he looks fun I just and I do think his shoulders are kind of janky hopefully that is something that is just not photogenic. I'll also throw out here in the front. A lot of these photos suck. Like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. At one point, at one point, we'll probably, if we don't forget, we'll mention that they also announced the Devastator box set. Did you see the product photo for the Devastator box set? Yeah. They 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 just sort of got him into the shape of a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just left a head hanging out. Oh, the overload head. The, the midsection. Just quadoing it up. 
Yeah. Oh boy, or the shoulders. I was. I took me. It took me a full minute. I was like, "What's up with the shoulders?" And I looked, and then I read. I was like, "Oh, they just never transformed them. <laughs> they just found the sockets for the arms." Uh. Anyway, Cup. Uh. He's got uh, pop offable limbs. Uh, he's come. He, all these figures are coming with a really decent amount of accessories outside of Jazz. Um, like it just feels like accessories beyond their station. Like Cup is coming uh, with not just a gun, but also uh, a little sippy cup um, from which to offer Energon goodies to perhaps mm-hmm. Alicons that are in a sister line right now. Uh, the other deluxe, and this is one that uh, also, I think we'd seen nothing of until this set of photos, was uh, Blur. Uh, who again? It's kind of kind of janky. I I'm I actually think he looks fun, but I I have to make fun of the giant things stuck to his under forearms. Yeah, you, you kind of have to so that someone else doesn't, right? Uh, yeah, and it's fine. Like it looks like one of them contains possibly. Oh no, never mind. I misunderstood how that thing on his hand works. I thought it folded in there. It doesn't. It's just a thing that's over his fist. But his fists do go into those things, and they have panels that, you know, kind of open up to let that happen. Those things are real, real gaudy. Also, I, I saw a lot of debate about the head sculpt. Um, I think that the head sculpt is, like, all right, but it is a bad 1986 blur head sculpt. Again, kind of like Cup. Yeah. Like, it looks fine, yeah. but then yeah. <laughs> when the thesis is the movie, it's like, well, then what's up with his chin, y'all? <laughs> Cause he- <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of a lot of these, like, like my only issue, like with Cup, is like, well, like I, I take a few issues with a Cup, but it's a hard design. But like, yeah, it's they both feel like the head is just a little bit too tall and the face is a little bit too stretched out for whatever random reason. Yeah, it, it just it, it really yeah. makes it feel like that part of the toy was not really designed with the thesis of the line in mind, which is like fine. Uh... It's just, again, contributed to that kind of weird feeling I had that Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, it looks like they, they did nail Blur's alt mode. Blur and Cup do have very hard alt modes to nail, it seems, in, in the three dimensions. I mean, this looks... Blur looks a whole lot like the last time we got a Blur. True? He, yeah, like, he does <laughs> look like he borrows some of the Titans Return ideas. Yeah. Some? I, I only I would say some only because like I won't know until we mess with it. But I it took me a bit yeah. to realize like because I saw other people say it and I have trouble seeing this when I don't see it in motion. But the more I look between the you know just two two mode shots, I'm like I do see a lot in the legs doing the trick to make the back canopy kind of area. Yeah. Um, obviously on this one his head has to stay attached, so that's a whole big old difference. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but his memory serves where his neck hole was. It's been a while since I've messed with that toy, but I'm I'm pretty sure that there was like a healthy area. Oh yeah, I mean a lot a lot of those go. deluxes I feel like could have been tweaked to allow for a head to stay attached. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like like Blur again looks like like I would say about all three deluxes. They all look fine. They all look like deluxes that I would love to mess with because they seem to, to be good fiddle factor. I, I'm kind of holding out a bit of hope on that with the three deluxes, that they are fun to transform, because I feel like that's going to be what makes them good toys, more so than being, like, the definitive version, you know, of anything. Um, Aaron, you got any uh, any dedicated feelings here on Blur? Uh, not beyond just kind of what's been said. 
um, between him and Cup both look like it's it's a thing where I think like they were pulling from some other face um, 100%, 100%. head mock-ups <laughs> like oh that's the what went out to Studio Ox or whoever face sculpts not the later ones that correct were corrected or or something along those lines and then just for blur specifically man i wish titan's return hadn't done such a good blur maybe that this seems to be copying it or maybe it's that the titan's return was so good that why reinvent the wheel i there's such a crossover that uh that's like I'm not. I'm not sure quite where I feel it, uh, on that scale. I would also just say, like on Blur and Cup, like I, you know, I'm still doing it now. It's like the packaging art to me really confirms the odd feeling about the heads because the art feels like it is '86, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and the art doesn't look like the heads. Like on Blur, you can kind of see how it happened because Blur does have the chin block, but the mm-hmm. head sculpt really looks like that block, uh, you know, got infected or something and mm-hmm. he he's still kind of coming off the treatment um dj you got any uh, any more thoughts on blur um not especially like it's one of those it's one of those releases where i stare at the last one i got and go i might keep the one i might i might not switch this one up yeah i like he looks fine like there's nothing wrong with him it's just I'm gonna have to have him in hand before I really have like a good a good vibe on him because yeah like outside of the big blocks hanging off his arms and the weirdness to his face like he still looks like a really nice blur yeah I I, I am really curious once I get to mess with one like how much he feels on a tactile level like the Titans Return one uh not really like I don't think that's gonna like make any decisions for me. I'm just I am genuinely curious like how much that that DNA exists in my fingertips. Um, and and, and uh, I guess that brings us to you know like the odd one who is kind of a deluxe but not, which is Voyager uh, Rodimus or Hot Rod Voyager Hot Rod. He's not Rodimus this time. Uh, they got the name. Uh, Voyager Hot Rod is a Voyager. And he is definitely, like, rolling with the idea of being a sort of deluxe plus. I know there are folks who hate that terminology, but I'm like, I really feel like it's a good descriptor. Um, he looks like a fair... Like, and there's a video review of him I have not seen, so I'm not... I don't really know a whole ton about him other than, like, he... From what I saw in some photos, it seems like he is trying to do that transformation from the movie where the arms do the 180. Um, which is pretty fascinating, but, uh, he's a, he's a deluxe looking figure who comes with a pile of accessories, uh, including a matrix of leadership. And then what has been described by many as one of the nicest looking effects parts ever made, which is an effect part that goes on the matrix to look like the beams of light coming out of the matrix at the end of the transformers movie, which is a very transformers 86 thing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's also got, like, you know, guns on a buzzsaw, effects parts for all of that stuff. Uh, and I, I am assuming somewhat, like, even in the group photo you can see, I think that he's he's similar in height to Cup, but, he just, you know, he looks like he's got more moving parts going on. Um, another one where I really got to handle him, I think, to, to feel, you know, like, like how he's occupying that price point space. The accessory count is definitely somewhat accounting for a bit of that. Um, but... Uh, yeah. 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to mess with him. I'm curious how easy it will be to get him to do a Matrix pose that looks convincing, because it's very hard to pose toys with a Matrix, other than, mm-hmm. like, having it in the chest. They, they don't have... Li- they don't have the like inward shoulder motion frequently good enough that you need to two hand. I, I want to say that I, I caught from people talking about reviews that like he has certain shoulder articulation that feels almost specifically there to pull it off. Maybe. Uh, and uh, hey, you know, I just remember some of those early matrices that were just like it just has two big handles on either side of it. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that Big Convoy? Oh, uh, yeah. Big Convoy mm-hmm. was just two big five mil ports or pegs, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like, I but, also want to I want to acknowledge, like, if anyone's yelling it, like, absolutely, I could have gone to look at the video. I just didn't really feel like it because I, I want to get these in hand myself. Uh, there is a product mm-hmm. shot uh, that I, I was I knew that there was a product shot that would satisfy this. So I'm going to paste it to us. There is a product shot of the, of him trying to do the pose. And you can see kind of how it would work. And I think that the effect part is doing a good job of covering some of the muddy parts of this. Um, he's not gripping the handles, per se, but he is kind of pulling it off. Oh, I'll tell you what that is. If you look at his hand, he has an open C for the hand. Yeah. And so in that holding it upright, it's actually that open C part looks like it's shaped to match the matrix. Yeah. So the that curl looks like it'd be good enough to hold on to the edges of that. So he's not going to be like hands gripping through the handles or around the the sides of it, but just like oh, kind of. Yeah. He's got the knock. He's got the the Earthrise Optimus knuckle joint. Does he ha- does he actually does he? have a knuckle yeah, joint? Yeah, just check the packaging he- photo. You can see you can see his hand is closed there, and you can see the pin. You can oh see yeah, the, I see the pin. And, okay, yeah. that that also explains the Voyager price point, allowing for extra parts on him if he's smaller. Yeah. Okay. Well, also one thing that I noticed that you hadn't called out, he has his visor. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's there's a couple shots of the visor down, covering his eyes, and then a couple with it up. I had to like flip back and forth to tell like did they just mold like his forehead piece in clear plastic and painted it? Or does that go away? And between the holding the matrix up and the, his like guns akimbo shots, one has that visor and the other one doesn't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Just to get just to get in front of it slightly, we all could have been watching all of the the you know layered coverage of the figures coming out beforehand. It's just like in my case, I didn't. So <laughs> I'm enjoying learning these things as it goes. I've, I've had fun the number of times I've been like, Hey, this thing does a thing. And someone's like, Oh yeah, we knew that for a while. Uh, I kind of like getting to the party late sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, TJ, I wanted to bounce to you, uh, because y- y'all are down with the Rodamai. Like I know I'm down with the Rodamai. Uh, how's this Rodamu striking you? I'm excited for this figure, but it's also one that is frustrating. Because I I don't mind the smaller Voyager because he's packed with accessories. You know he's got almost like he's a fishing pole short of having everything the masterpiece does. You know, and instead of that, he has a bunch of effect parts, and you can you can have blast effects on his guns or flame effects in his vehicle mode. I really like that double usage. You know, he's got mm-hmm. a lot going on, so okay, I will forgive the size because it looks like he does a ton. 
And he certainly looks like the best like individual hot rod we've gotten. I still really like how the look of the hot rod from the evolution set. Mm-hmm. But like this without any kind of like it has to be a combiner hits me so much better. The only thing the only thing that is getting on my nerves about this toy is how much yellow plastic is showing through. Oh yeah, like on the kneecaps, especially it's oh on the roof. I just yeah on the roof. (laughs) Yeah, on the (laughs) knees, through the body. Yeah, it's that big chunk of yellow right on the roof that I I don't. You'll put all the guns in the saw up there, so you'll never see that yellow. (laughs) Oh no, I will not. Stuff in that friggin' pancake calamity layer on top of (laughs) it. Yeah, it's like I I appreciate that they that they think about having a place to have it in the alternate mode so that parts don't get lost. But also, I'm never. Never gonna do that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never liked the look of those in the first place. It's uh, crammed guns on tops. It's the saw also, blade on top. I'm like, who is what it is for? What is the saw doing? Who, who's it for? What's he hoping? Take, <laughs> taking out low flying birds. It's the the Warhammer 40k classic of the dude wielding its uh, chain sword out of the top of a turret of a tank. Yeah, just, Drive me closer so I can hit them with my it's sword. It's not even on, on, on an ambulant appendage, though. It's just chilling. It's just in <laughs> case someone jumps on his roof. It's just like, I hate power lines. And it's like, that still is pretty... What do you do? I'm also going to yeah. go really fast up this hill, and I hate power lines. Like, alright, Hot Rod, <laughs> do what you gotta do. Uh, God. But it just, it kind of irks me, because it looks like, like, Color it like just color it in the red plastic and paint the spoiler. You've done that before. It's 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 de- it's definitely the conversation that we've that we've had parts of where it uh, what is it like? Well, this is how the plastic gates out, and it's like I get it, but things like that on ostensibly a a full a more fully featured deluxe that is using the budget of an upper price point to kind of smooth out more of its edges that stuff does kind of mm-hmm. stick out where it's like y'all this is this feels like the kind of package that should be able to smooth that out a little bit nicer uh i, I was actually gonna say because i hadn't thought of it till you said it but i'm like the voyager price point is also going up in msrp with studio series 86 and i'm kind of like yeah. where the hell's the fishing pole <laughs> 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 not to be petty <laughs> but the price point's also going There's up. Something I'm going to be petty about. Gosh darn it! <laughs> if the price point didn't go up as well, I probably wouldn't be thinking about this. But I put those two things together, and I'm like, "Y'all's price point went up. Give me my fishing pole." <laughs> Wait, did the price point go up? At least in Canada, it has on Amazon and everywhere except EB Games. The Voyagers went from forty bucks to forty-five bucks. Where the hell's my pre-order? Hang on. It might only be in Canada. I didn't keep up with how things are going in the states. Yeah, where the where is my pre-order? I know I've, I've got pre-orders in on literally everything. I'm going to see if I can get there before you. I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get there before you. I'm going to go to a- So your way I couldn't get pre-orders on them, I see. They they were on the front of Big Bad until I needed to see the pre Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh 32 bucks. Okay. For the Voyagers. Well, 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 Big Bad bumps up a little bit anyway because it's a yeah. Has Hasbro yeah. Pulse has the deluxes for twenty, which is where they've been. It was just yeah, the Voyagers. Yeah, my, my hot my the, my hot rods twenty nine ninety nine, and the Voyagers for thirty. I'm real. I'm real aggro all of a sudden in my country. What what's going on, everyone? <laughs> all right, 
so the fishing pole thing is uniquely a complaint from myself, a Canadian. Uh, but also, man, like the, I didn't think of the fishing pole till you said it, and I'm like, this was, this is exactly the kind of package to stick in that kind of one piece plastic rod to to give me my little happy shot of like, look, he's fishing. I mean, third party fishing poles are going to be coming, so we'll we'll be fine. Um, Aaron, uh, have you got any other thoughts on Studio Series Hot Rod? Not that we haven't gone over. All right, then let's hit the other Voyager Studio Series. Gorge, who uh, is looking gorgeous to me. This guy is, is I think, just hitting it. That alt mode looks money. That bot mode looks money. It, it's even making the chunk look nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, once again, this is one where I do really want to handle it, because I think it looks great, but I'm relying on the transformation being fun, and I'm relying on the robot mode not having a ton of collision with those wings whilst I'm trying to mess with it. Uh, I don't think I'm really going to know that till I, till I mess around with them. It's going to be the decider of, like, do I troop build or not? Do I troop build the $45 Voyager or not? Um, they made a point to highlight that he can do the dumb head thing <laughs> that scourges are obligated to do because someone decided to have them do it in the movie uh, or whatever order that came in. Um but I, I I don't I actually don't have a lot to say about him just because I think that he looks like a good Voyager Scourge, uh, who clearly was was designed with the idea that there's also going to be a pretty cool Voyager Cyclonus existing at the same time. Um, Aaron, uh, how are you feeling about our fresh Scourge? Scourge looks good. I uh, he was one of my handful of original Transformers. And so whenever I see a good one, I have the happies. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he looks similar to um, Hot Rod, where it looks like he's got potentially the knuckle joint in there. Oh, nuts, you're right. For I wonder hands. if I can identify it. it. If if you look at the cut on his gun hand. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, he's got on, a groove On the hand there. holding the gun, he's got a groove in there. Oh, look at the packaging photo. He has just two different hand sculpts. Because the the left hand oh, yeah. is it looks like it, it's it's got the peg hole in it, but they made the top two fingers splayed out a bit more, so it looks more open. Maybe. I guess I just saw yeah. the two hands and thought maybe there's one of them has a joint. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. one's kind of got that the his left hand kind of has finger forward. Yeah, yeah, you can you can really see it on the backdrop shot. Oh, I didn't look mm-hmm. at the backdrop shot. Yeah, but. Regardless, I I think he looks really good. Um, nice to see a, a movie, good movie. Uh, Scourge. Uh, I noticed on the back of the packaging they said Unicron reformats Thundercracker into Scourge. Period. It's good stuff because it's correct. I'm just look. I'm just glad that they're making a stand on in, and taking the side of of good, hard, accredited science. Um, <laughs> TJ, how are you feeling about Scourge? He's looking gorgeous. Like he he's an absolutely beautiful figure. Really, really nice representation of the character. Uh, for me, Scourge is going to come down to just how fun the transformation is. It's because the the thing with Scourge is usually just fold his robot around all the shell that makes his wings. Yeah. And it looks like it does look like they just made like a decided effort to not make 
all of his alt mode just be a shell that covers him. I, I really like how much, like, you can see bits of his alt mode in the wings, but, like, they do not look like his alt mode shaped to kind of look like wings. Like, the dedicated wing flap bits on the outer edges does a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to be reminded that his wings are dark on the inside, because part of me is like, why aren't they light blue so they look like his wings? No, no, that, that's, that's about as correct as they're going to get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, he looks so good. Yeah, he he is my. Uh, it's kind of he and Hot Rod are the two I'm the most excited to 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 mess with because they seem like the two that just hit it. Uh, and it's weird to say, but hey, Studio Series Voyagers continuing even through this weird little little reshift. To they they seem like they are really just the sweet spot. Um, we'll we'll see in hand, but like they just giving me very good feelings, and it's in line with with you know the legacy of most Studio Series Voyagers. Um. It's the first time I might be tempted to troop build one, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the final figure in 86 that we got uh, a look at, the long-hinted-at Wheelie and Grimlock in leader class. The potato photo of just the figures in the trays? I, I gotta get this part out of the way first. Um, because of the way Wheelie is in the tray, and the fact that it was a potato photo from very far away, I set my expectations for this wheelie far too high and I'm still very disappointed with this wheelie <laughs> and I I realize what he is and I accept what he is I just I truly did not think he was going to be so much of an accessory as opposed to yeah. being like a little figure uh because he is basically an accessory of Wheelie riding Grimlock's back, who is made out of enough parts to be articulated, but his limbs are not sculpted to really facilitate a ton of... He has about two poses he can do. Three if he's able to dab, and that is not proven yet, but I've seen the theory. I don't I don't think he can dab. No. No, no, the dab requires a head tuck that he might not managed to work. That bent left arm is in such a specific pose that you might be able to BS it with a camera angle. And I need to try. Uh, Sure, sure. If you're going to start doing Hollywood tricks and CGI post-processing, sure, he can dab. I mean, that's that's the trick of most any figure dab that's on, like, the, the, the... CGI post-processing? Yeah. Well, not post-processing, but, like, you get an angle that kind of covers some of the hink. To make it look like you're yeah. doing something, no, I he might just be able to, but I don't know if any of the images have shown his head doing anything other than looking down that arm. No, in the packaging, his head is he's facing straight forward, and in the pose shots, is he's he? looking okay. slightly to the side. Yeah, uh, he has a waist cut as well, um, which makes me more frustrated with his limbs because I'm like, he has all the articulation for a decent little figure, but then. I get it, but if you gave him knee joints, then I'd be able to do so much more with them. <laughs> and so, like, am I going to get third-party, like, replacement limbs for him, or what's going to happen? And, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not entirely sure about it. Will be able, he be able to stand on his own? That's the other thing, where I'm like, you keep showing him in poses that are not sitting on Grimlock's back, and I don't believe he can stay standing in any of those poses. Because so, <laughs> both of his knees are bent... At pretty close to a ninety. Yeah. yeah, that's like it's like an eighty degree angle. There's no balance. Like that's maybe work if that. you have him, maybe if you have him power squatting, they have him in this run 
running pose a lot of the time, and I'm like, I can see that kind of that's working. A, that's a, that's a CGI running pose. You know how much uh, uh, gravity there is in CG? Yeah, none. But like, <laughs> if you if you get him one foot flat and the other one with using basically the front of the toe panel as like a very thin foot, it could mm-hmm. be doable. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just really, I don't know why I'm so friggin' grumpy about this wheelie, because it's like, oh, he's a pack-in with a leader toy, of course he's not gonna do much, but I'm just like, but he does just enough to make me annoyed at what he can't do. <laughs> I almost wish he was just sculpted in the one pose. Uh, but I'll get over it, and maybe he will be secretly able to do more, who knows? Probably not. The, the actual star of this is Grimlock. Uh, Grimlock is just a G1-ass Grimlock with a gun. A lot of people are like, where's the sword? Uh, I think Chris McFeely tweeted that he actually never had a sword in the G1 cartoon. That's always been a toy into everything else thing, but in the in 86, yeah. like in the cartoons, he never actually had a sword. That's fine. He also like barely ever turned into a robot as well, so if I'm going to take one or the other, I'll take transforming. Yeah, he, he technically had a robot mode, probably. It was in the movie. I mean... I mean- I mean, in season three, he kind of forgot that he could transform. He was a robot yeah. once in season three that I remember briefly. I remember seeing some weird rumor that like the animation studios lost like the guide for how to animate his transformation, <laughs> so they just left him in T Rex mode. <laughs> that would be pretty. Which funny. no, no, knowing the stu- <laughs> like knowing the studios that worked on season three, not shocking. No, I but I know there's at least one episode where he he goes to robot mode or starts in robot mode. I want to say he went to ro- he, well. He went to robot mode during Call of the Primitives. I want to say. I think it was that one. But that, yeah, that's also the Money Studio. So hey, maybe they they were equipped. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this figure looks fine. Uh, the only the only aside from Wheelie, the only bummer about this figure for me is that my reaction is he looks fine, but he's a leader toy, and that's very expensive for me to just go like, hey, it looks fine. Uh, I think that a lot of the impact of him is missing in photos because I think that I am not seeing how physically large his robot mode is. And when I look at the box photo, he is filling out a leader price point box pretty darn well. He's probably huge. And I think in person, I will end up feeling stronger about him. Uh, my only other real quibble is that I think that the the back of his dinosaur mode is kind of a mess. It's not helping that his gun is pegged in there sideways, making it look more like a mess, but it does feel like there's just sort of a lot of junk back there. Uh, and it's... It, I, I was kind of hoping... Like, it feels like the robot mode feet are... It's the, it's one of the, the classic Grimlock tropes of the robot mode feet are kind of just a backpack on the top of his butt. Uh, and it feels like that's happening here, and I... Kind of would I would have been I think a little more excited if it felt like they'd smoothed out his back a bit more. Um, it just it, he just kind of looks like a rote Grimlock, but he's big, and I and without seeing how big he is in person, I'm left a little lukewarm. I still have him pre-ordered because I do think I'm gonna, f- I really think he's gonna pop in person, so I'm taking that risk. Uh, that's just me. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about Grimlock? He also looks really, really good. I mean, it's uh, he comes with the caveat of they prioritize the look of the robot mode, mm-hmm. like getting those proportions right. Because Grimlock's got that big butt going, which is a lot of butt, and he keeps going. It's a lot, it's a lot of butt, a lot of butt. Uh, 
Yeah, that comes from how big and thick Grimlock's legs tend to be. Uh, they kind of did the same thing with the Power of the Prime figure. I don't think it's quite as bad here. Hmm. But, like, I do really like the look of him. Like, I love that he's just, like, straight up, this is how he looked in G1, right down to, like, avoiding gold. Like, this is just straight up animation yellow. Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. that part I like. Um, I'm just, like, and, like, there's part of me that's, like, almost annoyed that he has the translucent yellow neck. It's like, I like that inner detail look, but at the same time, it's kind of throwing me off from everything else that's cartoon-based. Yeah, that that and just the general... In general, aside from the head, the dinosaur mode feels way more toy than cartoon to me. Yeah, which is weird, because, yeah, he spent most of the movie in dino mode. Yeah, like they, I think they did nail the head sculpt to a certain degree. Like, it's a little bit flat. But they got some of the they got the shape of the eyes. It looks more lifelike than a toy Grimlock T Rex head uh, tends mm-hmm. to look. Um, yeah. So they they got that, and also we're, we are only seeing it in these certain angles. And like I, I really feel like there's something missing not seeing this in person. Uh, yeah. The one shot I do like. Um, if you've got the sh- if you got the photos up, the one sh- the shot of the beast mode. You know. Uh, where it's actually showing how Wheelie rides on the back. Mm-hmm. Like, it shows where Grimlock stores his gun, and it just looks like he has it trained on Wheelie at all times. Yeah. <laughs> just making me laugh yeah. so much. You know, it's uh, it's it's developing natural defenses. The boy keeps climbing on his back and shooting the slingshot at the back of his head, so eventually he grows a gun back there. But, I mean, <laughs> the first thing he did was shoot him in the nose, so... Natural selection at its finest. <laughs> Oh, you know what? They should have. They shouldn't have done this. It would have been a dumb use of resources. But also, they should have had a rotating panel on Grimlock to change his nose from clean to slingshot. To d- <laughs> <laughs> you just get like a reuse. You get like a reusable vinyl sticker. You can just slap on there. There's my yeah. There's my hot take. Where's the ow my nose accessory? Where's the why you hurt Grimlock's nose accessory? Damn it. Here, here was the funny thing. They showed uh, Takara showed a photo of a bunch of these together, and apparently, like, there's some extra level of articulation in those T Rex arms because the palms are upturned. Ooh, I didn't which look means, closely at those. Yeah, which means third party. We need a serving tray. You're Get right. Get on it. You're right. They're yeah. upturned. Damn it. <laughs> also, Yowza, uh, seeing the shot of him next to Jazz, is getting across how big Grimlock is. That looks like a yeah. handful of a toy. Yeah, uh, you imagine that they actually get away with doing all five Dinobots. They they won't, but I would like them to. They won't. I would like them to. They 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 won't. I want to. I oh. want to say there's a listing for Slag. I know there's a listing for Slag. Also, I mean, John Warden stepped away, but but these would have been designed the while edit- he was around. Yeah, the edict was we're not going to leave groups unfinished. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> although, mm. although, <laughs> in this case, I could see them saying, "Yeah, but this Grimlock is to celebrate the Transformers the movie 1986." It's not necessarily part of the team that we're, you know, I, I can see ways out of it. But also, the edict exists. <laughs> it would be it's fun. the expectation. Hey, like, look how many look how many seekers we've gotten to complete all those groups. They also just finished a two year long project with Devastator, and they got room for another two year long project, which would yeah. be five liter toys. Yeah. So you know, 
Uh, yeah, Grimlock. I'm mostly, I'm mostly just lobbying for a leader class swoop just for the wingspan. I want, yeah. Uh, that's the thing is if they do it, I'm like, don't you dare make swoop smaller than the other ones. You find a way to make him occupy that price point. <laughs> Commit to the bit. Uh, Aaron, uh, have you got any other thoughts on Grimlock and I guess Wheelie? Uh, not that we haven't touched. All right, then let's uh, pop to some. Oh. I, w- I, w- I will mention this one thing. Was it someone on Twitter did do a digi bash already to look see what he'd look like in G two colors, and while he was at it, he just for whatever reason made Wheelie a teal color, and I swear to God, it makes me think that like IDW Nickel was in G one. I it, could see the shapes. It, it actually it actually works, and like I kind of wouldn't mind that as like a default remold for Wheelie. I, I would say generally anyone who's gonna in with those kind of curved eighty six movie shapes is gonna look good in teal or cold palette. Mm-hmm. Uh I would take I would take most any I would take most any character in a teal repaint myself. Uh I, I was gonna say, I forgot about this. Uh being a leader class toy, I got a feeling there is a decent, you know, like 25-30% chance Grimlock with chrome and a sword accessory uh, might be some kind of retailer or convention exclusive in the coming year. I would say there is a decent chance a sword accessory exists in a CAD, at least, along with a crown. It just feels like that's stuff they would have designed mm-hmm. while working on this figure. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if the top of his head has some kind of, like, grippity spot that a hat could go on to. We can't... I don't think we can tell from any of these photos, but... Um, that was Studio Series 86, which was the big news. There were a few other things announced. For instance, they confirmed, I think once again, that uh, Studio Series number nice, number 69, as it should be, is going to be the Devastator box set with a giant backdrop that no one should be using because those backdrops are kind of terrible. Uh but the uh, we we also had a com- uh, some side by side comparison shots. The Devastator box set has extra paint apps, and I just wanted to, to to mention those because I think that they're my favorite kind of extra paint apps on a box set. Is just enough to make someone feel good if they waited for the box set, and not enough to make me who bought them singleton style feel bad because it's like just little things. It's like bit of weathering here, uh, a dot of brass here. Uh, another color on the teeth here, a little bit of silver on the Devastator head there. Like, it's just little bits, but it, I think it just, it really rewards someone who is picking up the box set and make them feel, you know, extra special. Um, I do not plan to double dip on Devastator myself, uh, but, you know, that thing exists. I don't, I mean, Aaron, you and I have Devastator. TJ, I don't, you don't mm-hmm. sound like you're, like, real hyped to drop 200 and whatever bucks on 260 no 260 bucks on box set devastator <laughs> thought you were a fan it's worth mentioning it's worth apparently mentioning. not uh also target is getting some exclusives i think it was target is getting thrust and runabout yep or is so is it runabout or is it run amuck and runabout because i thought it was runabout and i saw some implication it's, it's, it's a two-pack but is it a two-pack or is it it's just... run it's runabout run amuck is wave three okay yeah. Okay. And it instantly sold out. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. I, I'll. I'll mention. I heard that the pre-ordering of uh, stuff off of Target was not fun, nor has it ever been fun. 
since that started yes. becoming a thing. Same with same with the uh, the Walmart stuff. The Walmart stuff has also mm. been a disaster. The Walmart's mm. collector oriented day got it advertised again. I think it's still coming up. I'm like not looking forward to whatever that is. Uh, it just feels like Walmart and Target, Walmart especially. It just feels like they they got these connections. They got the the Toys R Us post mortem hookups, but like that's it. It's just more product on their site. And so if it gets if it gets you know uh, stampeded, it doesn't feel like any of their online infrastructure seems to be able to deal with it by any of the accounts I've read. Like I haven't tried because I'm not in your country, but it sounds like it's it's just sucked every single time. <laughs> uh, there's I think this is an Amazon exclusive, which has not sucked as much it seems uh, to deal with. Um, they're doing a six-pack of MicroMasters as the Micron something or other team where two of them are mask vehicles. And I don't get what the set is at all. The, Gal- the Galactic Odyssey Micron six-pack uh, where two of them are mask vehicles. That's all I know it to be. <laughs> I got no interest in it because I, I don't want two of the... I only, seem in- I only really feel anything about two of the six... And that's that's not a good enough ratio for me, and I I don't really like the modern MicroMasters all that much anyway. Um, so I at least hit four of six. What are the other ones? Because there's two mask ones. I don't know what any of the other ones are. The the two combining ones were more of the the MicroMaster two pack ones. That yellow and and gray with a bit of red. Okay. Um, well, what are the? I'm gonna have to look it up. What are the though. other two cars? I, I I want to say those. Someone told me those were from Return of Convoy. Okay, okay. That's a poll. Just yeah, it kind of feels it kind of feels a little all over the place. Because uh, yeah, because uh, the F one car, the redeco of that one, or whatever. Yeah, I guess it's close. As I have no idea what car that is, but. I can the guarantee- blue one. Yeah, the blue one. It's <laughs> the blue one. It's using the Japanese name Runner, but that's G. That's uh, G one Barricade. Okay. All right. That's the forgot. That's the forgotten soul who gave his name. <laughs> the ori- the father Barricade, the original. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't. I mean, the, even the two mask vehicles. It's like. The, the 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 one with the flames on it looks very impressive for the size and what they're pulling off with the with the paint apps. The orange one, I happen to have had that when I was a kid, and that's the only thing I'm really feeling about it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel I feel like if you're gonna do mask homages, it's sort of like go go big or go home. Personally, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are there of you guys feeling much about the 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 six pack? I this one I actually could get ordered off of Amazon and so I did order it off of Amazon to have some tiny feeling of success. I was going to ask if that was just on like all a- of these pre-orders that <laughs> was it just I want to win? And was it just I want to win? Damn it. Maybe like like 30% was that. It's like when you it's like when you used to go to the store and they didn't have any new Transformers except the ones you didn't want. It's like god, yeah, I came out here, might as well get something. Can always use this extra six pack of bot shots. I'll put them in the yeah. box. I'll, I'll add them I mean, to the pile. 
I mean, how how many Viacons Darren end up with? Hey, hey, hold on. Viacons are not. Hey, those are hey. not slot fill purchases. Those the, are yeah. Th- <laughs> those are not. Oh, whatever. That that was that was intentionally going to stores to look for. I appreciate that. Seven years later, we still knee jerk whenever anyone so much as implies that true building a type of Viacon was was not a very good and healthy life decision to yeah. <laughs> to make. Uh. So that that is up on Amazon's Canada and US, uh, and it sounds like it did not sell out. So uh, it's there for folks who find connection with it. Uh, the the kind of surprise thing to me that they announced was uh, for Walmart, which it sounds I'm going to assume that the pre-orders, if they went up, went badly. Uh, there's four Headmasters, uh, basically Titans Return Deluxes, getting reissued with new toy-ish paint decos, but with the Takara um headmaster faceplate molds uh and in very g1 <laughs> styled boxes i think the boxes look fantastic i think they're adorable uh and also i'm really glad that titan's return is getting another run because i got the implication over the last few months on social media that titan's return toys are off and on oddly difficult to get a hold of if you didn't get them when they came out uh, between Titans Return and the Legends versions. So hopefully this leads to more Titans Return stuff getting reissued, although I honestly think it's just going to be these four and maybe the other Decepticons if these really hit well. Uh, I have not looked at any side-by-sides. It's just like their decos are just different and familiar. It's like the third time for some of these that they're getting a deco that makes you say, oh yes, Chrome Dome. You know? <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. I think the main impressive one is Mindwipe, who stretches out the wing uh, aesthetic via some very clever use of, of coloration. Uh, I think better than any other version of this Mindwipe figure has done, where like the wings are just they look like he is a bat because all and then all that color disappears because it's inside his legs in robot mode. Mindwipe is the one that I'm a little tempted by because I like the figure and I really like what they did with the coloration on this. Um, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Uh, did either of you try to do any Walmart pre-ordering? Was it a disaster? I didn't really keep up with that part. I don't even know if these went up for pre-order. <laughs> it seems like with Walmart, um, it's always it's always a question of whether it actually went up for pre-order or not. Yeah, they it was supposed to go up for pre-order at noon or whatever their time frame was, and I don't know if I ever saw it live. That sounds like the Walmart experience I, so far. Yeah, I gave it a poke, and when it didn't, I would just kind of gave up because uh, these don't hit me nearly as much. Like, it's slightly different faces, slightly more paint, maybe, but not aggressively so much that I, I, I won't be happy with the existing ones that I have and the Headmaster six-pack that I yeah, got. Yeah, I don't think these are... Was a lot of this. I don't think these are remotely trying to, like entice in folks who were there for the LG and the the TR releases. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. Like, it feels just like, you know, it's stuff like me where I'm like, that mind wipe looks cool. Or uh, folks who have, like, every copy of Brainstorm and are like, well, I got all the other ones. You know, yeah. Or like, I love Chrome Dome. He barely ever gets toys. I'll pick up another Chrome Dome. Uh, TJ, are you feeling much about these reissued Headmaster fellas? Mm, not especially. Like I'm with Aaron. I'm happy with all the Titans Return ones that I've got. 
know, U.S. heads or not. Um, it's it's kind of neat that they're doing, but at the same time, I kind of take offense to the fact that they're coming out in G1 packaging as Walmart exclusives who have been doing G1 reissues. It it feels just a little bit deceptive. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, would, I woke. I woke up. I woke up to this news. Like I kind of just like turned my phone on and oh, saw no. a G one box of <laughs> of Chrome Chrome Dome's G one box. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh my god, they make so much money. Headmasters are so expensive to get. Oh, don't worry. No, they're not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I d- I did see a blaster recently. I mean, because here's the thing. Well, 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 yeah. Well, that's been easy, but like, yeah. Well, like, for you maybe, <laughs> but like, like we're we're in this period where like we know they redid Optimus Prime's mold, like from the original prototype samples. We know they redid uh, the what was it, the the Dino cassettes, the combining ones mm-hmm. from scratch from there, like as if they were remaking making the molds for the first time. Mm. They're capable of all that now, so like. <laughs> I don't know what the limit is to what Hasbro is willing to do these days. So maybe, maybe they found something and decided, hey, let's do some old school headmasters. No, no, it's just, just, just repaints. I truly feel like this was someone figured out this cool color arrangement on Mindwipe and then went like, so how do we release this? That's too whole bunch. Of, I just think this Mindwipe turned out so well. It just makes the others feel like they happened after the fact. <laughs> uh,. I also, I just, I just realized the Micron, the MicroMaster set, is part of that whole. Uh, we're doing a set for every planet thing. They're the Micron planet. I forgot about the whole, you know, we're Galactic the, Odyssey. Yeah, I forgot that that was actually like a gimmick where there's every set's from different planets, like the Paradron set with Ratchet and etc. I was like, right, right, they're from Planet Micron. I get it. I caught on. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think, I think. I think that was all the reveals uh, that took place. So um, there's a whole bunch of pre-orders, and it sounds like some of them were real awful to deal with. So uh, my my best wishes to all of you out there who were trying and then had to settle for MicroMasters. Aaron, my all my best to you. Look, look, I I I had a victory. Okay, don't need to demean my victory. No, I'm not demeaning it. You had a victory, and we're all listen. Okay. That's the applause. You just you heard the applause, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of Aaron, uh, now that we've talked about the news, um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull up some of the ancient history and uh, give Aaron the spot because Aaron missed out on having any off-topic last time. Yes, so we're gonna be- on a time that I had a ton of off-topic that I was excited to talk so about. So for the sake of fairness and because I I I make the rules, damn it, I do what I want. Uh, I've decided to to make a whole special segment just this once called Aaron's belated off-topic extravaganza, <laughs> uh, where before anyone else talks about anything that they got, Aaron gets to talk about what he got that's not yeah. even on topic. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's all still. I mean, I mean, it's still me, so we're all going to be pretty geek-centric. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk about that uh, I super enjoyed in the last month or so was, out of LEGO, was the LEGO Nintendo Entertainment System set, um, 
which I don't know how much you guys had seen of it beforehand or how much you've seen. Oh, since. I've salivated over uh, that thing, and it, it it is it is not possible for me to buy it. It just yeah. doesn't fit. But oh my god, it looks good. It, yeah, it like, is it is amazing. So, um. It's it's continues to be out of stock on Lego. Um, I was one of those people that was like, on, uh, I'm going to set an alarm. It's on Lego Canada, for, I think. Let me go take a look. 1130.lego.com uh, uh, US. It's temporary. Oh, it's out of, out of stock, stock so. in Canada, too. I, the, the only reason yeah. I know is because I got the email saying, hey, your VIP points are going to run out pretty soon in three months. you got to use them. And I got all excited because I forgot I had any. Huh. I was like, wow. And the first thing it says is like, get the new Nintendo Entertainment System. I was like, what? Wow! Yeah! How many points do I I have 500 points? What's that worth? $5. Yeah. I was like... Well, it'd, it'd bring it down a little bit. Um, of 300. So, so, so if anybody's listening to this that doesn't know what this is, um, this is a... In the U.S., it's $230 Lego set where you make an NES, a controller, a cartridge. And then you make a TV where the TV has a gimmick where you turn a knob on the side of it and about three screens worth repeating of a Mario scene rolls. And Mario is on a a um, clear setup that is set so that he goes up and down across the screen. So... The screen, the building of that's really cool. It has like the knobs on the TV you can actually turn, and it has clicky things in it. So it has like a little piece of, of like rubber tube that sits just right on gears, so that like as you turn the TV, like what the channels would be on the old style, like the old style console TV that was like a wooden piece of furniture that you had in your house, not a piece of technology that you can hang on a wall. Yeah. Um, you whippersnappers. Um, like it, tink to tink to tink, it has detents and then it has a spot where it catches because you turned it all the way to one way and then you can tick 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 turn it the other way. There is something about capturing that tactile sense memory that you'll talk about more, obviously, but like I didn't know about the TV thing until you just described it. Like that to me is so beautiful. In a, in a way that's hard to describe because it, it's understanding nostalgia in the most uncynical way, where nostalgia is so often so cynical and like, do you, mm-hmm. you, you remember? But like, right. that's, that's usually applied to franchises and stuff you can sell. Applying that to the feeling of using a TV that in the 80s was already kind of old is, is, is yeah. so, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the other thing that I got um, that I'll, I'll dovetail in here is I also got the super the Lego Super Mario, like the Bluetooth. Oh yeah, the, the electronic monstrosity Mario thing. Yeah, uh, and it is electronic monstrosity. I would not recommend anybody really get that unless you really <laughs> dig the idea of it. But then the neat thing is, is the way that it works is it has a downward facing camera on it. And anything that Mario can interact with with his stuff has a specific, like, colored barcode thing, and it will read that. So if you land on uh, Koopa Troopa, it makes the shell sound, versus if you land on uh, a Goomba, it makes the Goomba squish sound. If you land on, um, like, something that Mario can't hit, like the, um, the flame 
guys. I forget their names. But those exist. You hit that, you get the... Oh, the, the Potobos, I think. Sure. Potobos, Mario names. Yeah. But on the top of the rolling thing, um, in the middle of it, it has a barcode that when Mario reads that, it goes, oh, I'm on the TV. And then you slide it forward, and above the places where Mario would interact with stuff, there are single-colored bricks. And so as those go by, you hit the the Goomba, you get a coin, you hit the mystery block, and it will also run that. And the whole reason why I bought it was in order to to have that bit of nostalgia. And he plays he plays like World One One music as you go. Yeah, that, so the electronic Mario, like I've seen uh, some other like user videos of just stuff he does that you know don't involve the the, the huge Nintendo set. It's an amazing mm-hmm. piece of technology. Uh, I want yeah. I want to oh, say is. that out loud because because it, it is also very expensive and it is the most niche ass thing in the entire world. And I think you're yes. right in that it is not for everyone despite how it's being marketed, but it's amazing. It it is definitely a thing that I would recommend. If you're thinking about it, watch a few good videos on it and really determine if that's for you. Because even just buying that thing, like that set, only gets you the smallest part of that experience. Because it's very much about, okay, now you go out and you buy the other sets that have the other stuff for Mario to do, the other creatures for mario to encounter so you have bowser and bowser jr and thwomps and bullet bills and all that stuff and if hey if that's your jam this is awesome it's kind of like it's kind of like getting into a common rider roleplay system uh it's expensive it's electronic if you, but if you freaking love mario and nintendo and everything that it stands for on on the, the most base beautiful level Think of it as like you know complete selection Mario, right? Like yeah, <laughs> it's expensive. Doesn't really do a ton outside of this one really cool function. But if you think that's really cool, then like mm-hmm. you know you're you already know if you want to pay for it. It's, that's the impression I got. Yeah. So then the other portion of it, the NES. Um, so like I said, you build the the console itself. You build a game cartridge, and you build a controller. The controller, I think, is the only thing that's actually one to one. Or pretty close to it, to like an original Nintendo controller. Yeah. Um, the console is, I think it's about like two thirds size, and the uh, cartridge is even smaller. The cartridge is only like one brick thick. Yeah. It's like three um, thin in total height. But it's it's cool because when you look in the end of it, you they have a darker green piece in there that looks like the printed circuit board that cartridges were and when you insert it into the nes it has the same mechanical action that an original nes did you put the card in and it goes click and it stays down and then you hit it and it goes click and it comes up well the the first one is click and then when you press it down it's more of a chick yeah and they but it's 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 that it's the same feel it feels like the same travel yeah it's the same like sound between the the parts that you have in Is there. Is that sense memory and thing? And I just after I built that portion before it was all even done. But once that like there's a bunch of other build that kind of goes into there's rail and track system type thing that you build so that the part takes a specific course so that it works. And it wasn't a thing that I realized what I was building in that part until 
like the last part of it kind of went in place yeah. and then I pushed down on the thing and it made that sound. Yeah. And it was a moment that I just like it was it was like a life flashing before my eyes type of thing back to playing the NES at like dads and at the grandparents and all the times do it just that cook and so then it was like I just I probably just sat there for like five minutes sitting there clicking that and Alfie looks at me is like are you okay and then I just turned and I presented it to her friggin Rafiki Simba style <laughs> and I was like do it and she just like and she clicks it and then I see her eyes just like go wide into the universe and come back and she's like yeah okay i understand yeah that click this is the kind of thing where there are what i would call spoilers about this thing Mm -hmm. and if you think you can feasibly get one to try to try to stay away from those those build spoilers of how this works there is there is one other build spoiler thing that i will not talk about yeah i love it it's a hidden thing you don't see it from the outside of it I don't even think it's in like Legos, like a photo journal stuff that you could figure it out. I just, I just checked the product you, page. It's not anywhere on here. As you're building it, you build something special that is up to you to share. I've seen it shared out there, and it's a yet another magical thing that I think people that are that are very loudly sharing it, like all people that go out and share things that i feel like are essential spoilers like uh, i think it's a statement that like you and i independent of each other have implied that there are spoilers about a lego kit like yeah and that that, and like in my case like if you're like me and you think you that this is just never going to be in the cards for you then go dig up those videos seeing how Mm -hmm. some of these sense memory interactions are created is in, incredible to to behold. Yeah. Uh so if you if you think this is just out of your out of your, you know, range like it is for me, then go and dig into some videos and see what all yeah, is in there yeah. because it still is something you can appreciate so much. Like Yeah. I mean, I I remember when Lego did that with the detective's office. And just the mm-hmm. little thing they snuck in there as you build it and when they do that, it feels like Yeah. You're so like modulars are like really freaking clever in magic. Modulars mm. will frequently have things that are part of like the story of it. Um that are nice little easter eggs and nods as you build it. Um Assembly Square has quite a few because it has like nods back to a bunch of prior um modulars. But the way it, it that it was layered in with the NES to me is is like love lettery. Yeah. You know the designers that that worked on this were kids that you know spent hours and hours playing the NES and probably really didn't like the kids that had the Sega because the Nintendo was the cooler. I want to see the Genesis version of this though with the volume slider because that's going to be the sense memory <laughs> thing for that. <laughs> that that but, and the cartridge actually sucking to try to get back out of the genesis that was always a, <laughs> a bummer the, the, it's like i said like it's it, and it is i think rare it is the the least cynical nostalgia uh delivery i have ever seen 
Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing yeah. about it that feels like it's cynical. And when I say cynical, I mean like that the nostalgia is there f- for the gain of the person delivering it. There, there's nothing yeah. to me. There is none of that in this NES because you're buying the kit for the Lego experience first and foremost. They don't need to sell you on that. And if mm-hmm. you were gonna buy a two hundred thirty American, three hundred Canadian dollar Lego set, I don't. Th- I mean, I think this all sweetens the deal, absolutely, but I don't think any of this is, like, the thing that makes you drop that cash, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, it, in in certain, you know, from person to person, there are people who hear this and go, like, well, I was on the fence, but now I'm not. But, like, it's, it's like, specifically wasn't there as, like, part of the ad copy to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's that's where, it, to me, it, it falls more towards the love letter side of things, where this is done out of a like a loving place for this not ah lego and nintendo are working together like maybe the electronic mario brick monstrosity thing is that yeah the fact that it interacts with that is the closest thing to cynicism in that they mm -hmm. already created a beautiful thing but then by virtue of being lego they added some colored bricks so that a gimmick thing can interact with it but that's not the focus you know, yeah. like, just it, the, the sense memory things, the TV thing actually is getting me more than the cartridge thing, because the mm-hmm. TV thing has nothing to do with Nintendo. Yeah. And but it's it's still integral to the experience of having interact with one of these consoles in their heyday. And like, that's mm-hmm. not something that you that, that's that's not some, that is not something that sells a kit. The fact that the dial not only clicks, but stops. That's not what sells a kit. Yeah. That is just the pure uncynical nostalgia and sense memory uh i'm doing such hand gestures while i'm talking about this yeah oh i I was i was the whole time too (laughs) um so uh away from lego lego and into something else that's kind of constructy um so i had gotten uh, i think it was the last tfcon up in canada stayed with ray and he showed me the um I'm blanking on the the Sentai name now. The Lego Sentai. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I just forgot. Nope, it's gone. I you know uh, you can hear it right <laughs> the part where I had it for a second and then it slipped away. Uh, um, yeah. If I say the I'm Lego brick guys, Megazord guys, Sentai, guys, you all know what guys, I'm talking about. Guys, okay, TJ, you got Ryu it. Ryu Soldier. Ryu Soldier. Ryu Soldier. Yeah. I almost Thank, said yeah, Q I, Ranger, and I know it wasn't. That's why I stopped. Yeah. So, Ryu Soldier. Thank you. Ryu Soldier. Um, I had picked up the first, I think it was, uh, well, I know it was P.A.W. had the first five. Um, had the the main five because uh, I think it comes as like three and then two from releases whatever, um, and then I'd found on on uh, Amazon the six member which is the Dime Volcano relatively inexpensively and I was like looking at all the others back around May and I just kind of put them on my Amazon wish list just to kind of tag it. And uh, then I had Fr- uh, Chris um, from Australia, um, the professional wrestler that's not right now because Australia's locked everything down. Yeah, he's uh, he's Reddit um, among us, and he's usually the one who actually did it because he's very good at maintaining uh-huh. just like an innocent character. Yeah, 
Um, specific training for that. Um, so he was like, hey, you know, meant to get you something for your birthday, and I hadn't. Do you have, like, an Amazon wish list or something? I'm like, yeah, sure. Here's my Amazon wish list. Here, I'll, I'll take some of this random stuff and toss it on there, you know, whatever. And I'd kind of forgotten about it. And so then I get a notification from him, hey, package I got you should be there. It's like, okay. And I go outside, and sure enough, there's a package from Amazon. Open it up. And he had gotten me Pakigaru, which is this, which is another one of those things, and it becomes boxing gloves, and it's a kangaroo. And so then the really funny thing was, I was like, hey, I got your package in. Did you really mean to get me this? He's like, yeah, I meant to get, I meant, I meant to get you that. I'm like, the kangaroo one? He's like, oh, wait, it's what? And I was like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a kangaroo, and you always make all of the, like, Australian jokes, so I thought that you were carrying that on. He's like, no, that was a complete accident, <laughs> but... Send it back. Sure, that send works. It back. <laughs> that works. In fact, send it back. I, didn't, I don't want you to have that one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's yet another... So, the whole, the whole gimmick of that line is everything has basically either 4x4 four four studs or ports, and they all, like, connect very satisfactorily to to just do crazy builds as parts fall off when you hit them um, so that you can like stack layers upon layers of this stuff and uh, so it was great for the the hey more things to exponentially add to the craziness that are these um, and then like the, the baby one goes on the 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 parent one's head to be a, a spiked knuckle I forgot thing about from the that boxing one. gloves. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's more of that fun that amazingly this one had very few pieces so that it would be very easy to now become like series complete on this one. I think it's just like three more, four more things to pick up. Yeah. So so I went from being like, eh, I'm okay where I am, to like, oh, it's getting closer. It took a few years, uh, but the Lego Sentai finally got to Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, that was a nice, very belated birthday gift. Um, but then to kind of continue on in the, the Sentai tradition of sorts, um, Alfie was looking at, there was a... Uh, She's because of her side business selling vintage clothes. She always watches. There's a couple of people in town that do estate sales where somebody passes away or somebody has a house full of stuff and they don't want to try and sell it or just give it to Goodwill. They think there's value, so they'll have an estate sale where these people come in and they set a bunch of stuff out from that house and then put price tags on everything. And you go and you, you know, buy the stuff from the people's houses. And she was at one of these trying to pick up some vintage shirts and she sends me an image and is like hey is this like a power rangers thing or something and it was a very tall green dragon thing i was like huh that looks a lot like serpentera go pull up a reference picture by gosh that is serpentera okay it's like what's that price tag say on it she says oh it says forty dollars it's like okay, that's a good price for what looks to be complete. I was like, you know, take a look at it, make sure all the chrome looks good, make sure that it, like none of the joints feel like they're messed up. Okay. 
she, you know, about 15 minutes later, I get a message. Yeah, everything seems fine on it because she'd circled back to it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you back the $40 for that Serpentera. That sounds like a great deal. Okay. She gets home and she's like, oh, actually, since it was after like two in the afternoon when I bought it, at two in the afternoon on this one, everything went to half off. <laughs> Jeez. So I got a $20. All the stickers are fine on it. Everything moves. I've not opened it up to put batteries in it because it's so old that I don't know if I want to do that to it. Um, just have it combust. But yeah, it's all in, in great condition. Super. Hold on. Let me slide over here so you can get some of the audio fun. Sounds like Serpentera got him. Mm -hmm. Like, all still very solid. I was thinking that the tail had solid clacks to it, but it doesn't. Well, send it Um, back. Yeah. But it's all still in in great condition. Poses and stands impressively. It's a law of um of the universe that you you actually cannot complain about a $20 Serpentera regardless yeah. of condition. Yeah, but it was it was one of those things that like looking over it back and forth it like has some old sticker residue on it from like a previous sales sticker and that's about it and dust so much dust. But so then I was very interested in the sale. She was like, "Yeah, there was more stuff. There was another like cabinet closet that she wanted to get into. She wanted to go back to this one the next day. Okay, yeah, I'll go back with you if there was more of that. Because um, there was like one of the pictures had showed what looked to be like an original Mighty Morphin Megazord on there. And I, I'd asked her if she'd seen it. She said no, but I wasn't like that wasn't what I was looking for. She was just like this the pictures of this it was all very scattered it was like there was a screen dragon on top of a pile she was going through so that's why she's seen it okay not looking for toys she was in in business mode of sorts so go back and I found a it was like the action walk-in Megazord where it wasn't the transforming one it was a different one but then I went through and saw the fi- pictures and yeah it was standing next to the other one so somebody else had gotten the the megazord that everybody knows is the megazord is the megazord um but then it was also i found the red z what was it the red zeo battle zord or yeah, something the punch one yeah. yeah the 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 punch one that did other things and so that, then i saw it had, i saw that it had a 40 dollar tag on it and i knew oh we're already past the point where it's half off so this is 20 dollars Okay, yeah, this is. I think it had a like a sword that it came with. Doesn't have that sword, but it uh, no. Okay, that toy never had a sword. Oh, it didn't. Okay, yeah, it's just a big auto like uh, gear, like electronic punching. Yeah, gimmick. And then, it, and then in a different bin, I found the head that goes on it that doesn't quite stay on it very well. But okay, found that. All right. So then we go to check out. Oh, and it turns out since it was the last day in afternoon, everything was seventy five percent off. Oh my god. Did they pay so you? So for ten dollars <laughs> No, not quite. But for ten dollars then I got yet another uh ancient Power Rangers y thing. Um So that was kind of a a very surprise, like, oh no, I spent thirty dollars and in exchange if I wanted to flip it is probably close to two hundred dollars in value. 
I can deal with that. Um, Man. Trying to go across my desk for other stuff. So we'll get back to some modern... Um, got the smallest um, um, black, uh, um, Star Wars Black Series thing and the child from The Mandalorian that that apparently after we got it we realized that it's incredibly hard to get this thing because it's very cheap and very like I guess pocketable. Like, and I've I've seen it at my Target every time I go there. Have you? It it showed up at our Target once. Oh, geez. and and Alfie saw that, and she has a want to get everything child related. So the fact that it had the frog and the Super Bowl in a very tiny. Like, it has its own, like, plastic tray that you put those in on top of everything. Um, was a fun little tiny, oh my gosh, it's here, and then it was happy, and then it ended up on my desk for whatever reason. So I'm talking about it now, and I talked about it now. But uh, it's like this and the uh, Hondo Onaka that uh, Evangelist and I were talking about before I the show, long, I think. Are, on the summarizer conversation, my main thing was, isn't he exclusive to Galaxy's Edge? It was yes. And I was like, why is Hondo Onaka exclusive to the theme park? And then Aaron showed me the videos of the animatronic Hondo Onaka. And I was like, why did Hondo Onaka get all this fan? Not, not that I'm complaining. But even even now that I'm saying it, I'm kind of like, of all the characters, cool. Grats, grats, yeah. Jim Cummings. But like, it's still so weird to me. It's like, I mean, granted, I also never saw Clone Wars. I only watched Rebels, so I just know him as a recurring character in Rebels. Uh, but it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, other desk stuff that I have here as reminders. Uh, Extra Life. I need to talk about Extra Life since that that. Game day is in like two weeks for us as we're recording it now, probably after this gets is, released. Wait, Chris, what? When is game day? The first weekend in, in uh, November. Oh, oh, that is fairly close. I, hmm. I yeah. mean, you don't. Ha- okay, but I'll say it again. You don't have to do it on game day. No, you don't. And I, there are decent odds that I may not be doing it on game day, but the weekend after. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm doing a bit of travel in the week before and i don't know um i've been very slow on donations this year unfortunately due to uh the pandemic we've not been able to do our in life in real life stuff well, spe- speaking of which so i've been just because i know someone's gonna want to know aaron's travel is i know what he's talking about it is very safe he's not doing any kind of like highly yeah. dangerous travel no i i am going to a family cabin that's halfway in the middle of nowhere um, just to look at a different set of walls. And it is currently empty. Mostly. He's not going there to meet with tons it, of yes. family. It, it's... It, it is currently empty. We are going there. Nobody's been there more than the lady that they have come by occasionally to clean it. Yeah. Like, I think she comes by twice a month. This is... This was very much a planned out how can I go someplace to travel? Because Alfie and I both like just being on the road. Like, you get some snacks, yeah, you get a playlist together, and and if we can, we 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 toss Romo the dog in there with us. He loves being on road trips until he passes out in the back, um, running back and forth across us trying to get a sniff out of the window at doing 75, 80 miles an hour, and then he comes inside and looks all cross-eyed for a little bit. Oxygen. Um, nothing. Not nothing. Oh, just rammed into his little <laughs> Chihuahua dachshund brain. 
Um, but and it's something that we've not gotten the chance to do. You know, we've not done our Canada trip this year because that got canceled and couldn't get across the border. We've not done, you know, any of our like we we do like a weekend trip. We'd go, we drive down to Indy and hit up a couple malls down there just to like check out other parts of this world kind of sort that's, of that's the so. main reason i wanted to, to pop in to clarify yeah. because there's a certain demographic yeah. of which i am a part where when all you hear is someone going like yeah let's go on a trip your first reaction is like oh where how because yeah. i've been doing something yeah. for seven months and if you're gonna screw it up i'm gonna throw a brick at you yeah so i, I just wanted to yeah. cover that base. no it was it was it was very very well calculated as to not get a brick thrown at me um because that'd be an impressive arm too. That's that's quite oh, a no, distance. I mean, it, I wouldn't, I'm just saying I'm part of a demographic. It would be the American contingent. You, you, ju- you just hire you just hire somebody. Oh, it would be one of one of the team. Like, <laughs> look, someone from Toronto needs one someone in team. Indiana to go throw a brick. Listen, I'm just I'm a Toro- at someone I'm just, from I'm me. In Toronto. I'll throw a brick at somebody in Toronto. I'm for in you. Toronto. I'm just sending. I'm informing that someone I know might be breaching the agreement. <laughs> <laughs> now I save my bricks for all the people in Toronto who are not doing what they're supposed but, to. But yes, um, but um, yeah. So due to that, I may be doing it the weekend after, and then also the weekend after, I will have Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. which I've been waiting on for quite a while, and also spent a couple thousand dollars in order to get uh, my computer more than ready for it. You're um, fantastic. Yeah. No, you're fantastic. No, you're all fantastic. You're fantastic. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the other part of of all of my nonsense for the last uh, month or so has been um like in one of their Night City Wire releases, which is like a um on like a pre-recorded thing um kind of similar to Fans First Friday but for just Cyberpunk um showing like hey, you know this is the 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 feel and theme of the world or whatever. They finally released like PC specs. What are you going to need to play this on? <laughs> and so went oh cool. Everything about this computer is like a step and a half or so back from minimum spec. Now CDPR frequently games will run below the minimum spec, but not in a great experience. Mm. Well, poop. So I ended up um, buying everything you'd need, basically, for the computer, minus the case, over time. Um, Because it was... uh, It had started out with a refurbed uh, 2080 Ultra video card. And then to get the new processor, I needed a new motherboard. If I'm getting a new motherboard, I might as well step up to the M.2 drives for the, like, one terabyte of solid-state Finand. Just, it's a terabyte with no spinning metal platters. Um, and then it was like, well, the little cooler fan that I have on there is pretty loud. Let me get this giant knock to a premium silent cooler that's this giant two fit aluminum fin stack with heat sinks in it and giant silent fan through it and then what was the so get it get it all built get it all together 
and go to fire up uh, what was the first thing I started with? No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Whew, draw distances for miles. Looks beautiful. Okay. Let's try Subnautica. Runs for five minutes and crashes to desktop. Poop. Yeah, this this was a saga that I'm I'm actually I'm yeah. actually kind of into us having kind of we're just getting the post version of it because I feel yeah. like we ended up skipping several weeks of increasingly depressed Aaron with an increasingly still not working right computer rig because boy you went through a lot yeah <laughs> so it was like okay so it said it was a refurb but it's, it was a factory refurb so I'd assume that it would be like checked out at the factory okay so try a couple other games other games worked and then I tried um what is it Shipbreaker um that let me go look at my library to have the actual name for the game hard space shipbreaker does the same thing runs for three minutes crashes out ah well i've got two displays up and i'm sitting here looking at it and like it just the moment i open the game on these couple of games it just ramps up to 100 percent until like the first time it tries to do something hard in it and then that's when it crashes out okay well maybe it's the power supply maybe because it's an older power supply it's kind of been pulled forward a little bit maybe it's just not pushing enough power so go get a replacement power supply which basically means i had to rebuild my entire computer because between that giant noctua cooler and everything else it was hard to get to all the plugs so i had to redo a bunch of that get it all put together again try it again poof crashes out poof crashes out pull up every like all the benchmarking software that i could find to like uh, what was it Furmark, where it just generates cg fur for a few minutes and it runs that just fine what what the heck is going on try i uh, up to the latest version of bios to a three generation version of bios back and forth doing all of this stuff finally got it down to yeah it was probably the graphics card so go to do a refund with Amazon and like got a person for it because it was still a pretty expensive thing. And like, eh, hey, what's the problem? And I just like vomited this wall of text at him. And he's like, wow, you could have just, or it was like, wow, that seems like you have a very strong case for a re- refund. You could have probably stopped at the first sentence. I'm like, okay, so can I get the refund? He's like, already processing it for you. Okay, cool. Mailed that card back, got a new 2070 Super, so it's a little bit down the line some. Installed it like butter. Everything I've thrown at it, it's done just fine. Got myself a 1440 hertz monitor, run that thing as high as it can. Um, the only reason why I don't like these new this new 1440 monitor is because since it's no longer... VGA DVI and is instead uh, DisplayPort. DisplayPort carries audio, so Discord every time is like, "Oh, hey, you have all of these other audio output sources," and it's like, "No, I don't want to use my monitor with no speakers for my monitor output." Output. This is very much a first world problem. Um, I have too many monitors yeah. that have the option of HDMI. I keep having to tell mm-hmm. my computer, "No, no." Just use my normal plebeian speakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been... That has been a little bit... Like, I, I wish I could just 
tell tell Discord no. Use this microphone all the time. Use these headsets all the time. Don't yeah, yeah, you're smart. You're smart. You are. You are. You're a clever software. You saw that there's other audio things. No, I don't want to use them. I, I, I don't. I don't I don't want to use the little tiny speaker that's on my motherboard either. Why? Because that's stupid. I, I don't want that. Aaron's a dog owner, in case people don't, yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, and actually it was just last week was the for right now final step of the case fans that were in this case were hardwired to the power supply the the system that they were they were just on all the time and so i got two more of the noctua high performance silent fans to replace those that are motherboard addressable so instead of just being plugged into power and when the power supply, like when it reads powers on on the PC, they turn the fans on. Instead, this connects to the motherboard. So the motherboard can say, hey, I'm feeling warm, turn on fans. Hey, I'm feeling hot, turn them on all the way. So it's actually when I'm doing things like podcast recording right now or even when I'm like just web web browsing or, or, or working home, since this is now my office as well, it is dead silent. It's like power supply fan that's always on I can like just barely hear if I'm sitting there trying to listen for it it is I for I really probably about a year and a half until the next game comes out that I really want and then I'll be upset that I have to change out processors but at least at this point the motherboard can go I can go forward a generation on processors still and I can throw another 64 gigs of ram in this thing um and it'll take it so i really hope cyberpunk runs when you do get it because if it doesn't i don't know god if it doesn't if it doesn't i'm i'm taking the (laughs) xbox that's in the living room that i know it'll run on and i'm just tossing it underneath this because because the monitors have like and i can kick it over to hdmi on this other monitor. yeah i just i don't i don't know that i could stomach hearing whatever kind of noise be it loud or quiet short or long you, that would come you, out of you, you you would hear it you would hear it not through discord yeah <laughs> you would be in your house and you'd be like what is that sound it sounds it just sounds like <laughs> despair that? It's <laughs> that is the sound of ultimate suffering <laughs> Somebody's soul got crushed, and I feel personal about it. Uh, well, well Aaron, it's not as cool as Aaron's story, but I also want to play some. I thought of what I want to play to help out the gang for extra life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might as well mention it because I'm going to probably do that in the next month or so. Uh, I've been playing a ton of Hades on my Nintendo Switch, and I think it's my favorite game now. Uh, I've cool. also been playing like exclusively in handheld mode and getting really good at the game. Uh, just because I like handheld mode when it works. Uh, and, and so I figure, for Extra Life, I'll get a copy of it on Steam and just start over, but with a proper controller, and then I'll just do an Extra Life stream, no real hard time setting, other than, like, I have to beat Hades at least once. Like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta beat Dad and, and move into the, the middle chunk of the game uh, before the stream is done. And so I'm hoping that because I've gotten good at playing the game on handheld mode on the Nintendo Switch, that when I use an actual Bluetooth controller on on my computer, that I'll just I'll just friggin' you know, it's like my limiters will be detached. 
I'll remove the weighted sleeves from my <laughs> from my jacket and just friggin' you know speed run on a V one O opening run with a third of the game not even activated yet. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, but I figure it'll still not take super long because um, mm-hmm. I, I checked my stats a little bit and like like my first win uh, was within my first ten attempts, and it sounds like that's not very common. So it sounds like I just clicked with the game pretty well. Uh, You're just that good at gaming? Not not gaming, but Hades, just for whatever reason. Like, I'm still, I'm at, like, more or less I'm in the epilogue part of the game, and I still haven't even done 75 attempts yet, I don't think. But, like, I'm at the point now where, this is only for the Hades folks, but, like, uh, there was a point where Theseus and Asterius was a very scary fight to go into. And now I'm at the point where I'm, like, if I haven't nuked Theseus within 40 to 60 seconds, then something's wrong with my build, clearly, because that's that's the, the standard. Uh, I'm almost at the point, the legendary point I read about, where you can go into Theseus Asterius and toss a coin to decide which one you're going to kill first. Because you, you know them, you've, you've downloaded them that hard. Uh... Granted, maybe not with extreme measures on, but still. Anyway, I, I want to I want to stream some Hades for the gang. That's my goal. Sounds good. Um, Aaron, anything else off topic? Uh, I think that runs me through all of my off topic stuff. All right, it's a good good catharsis. Yeah, that's what I wanted to offer here as part of our services. Uh. Um, so I uh, I'm, I'm selfishly going to base this a little bit around um, my current brain level. I want to do one listener question because we haven't done one like all year. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's let's do one of these because I, I think this topic is fun. It's not super super long, but it's a fun little topic. And then uh, TJ, let's you and I do a little bit of like a wee bit of on topic what we got. Afterwards. Just a wee bit. Just let's do let's do a let's do a two for each. We each bring two to the table. Uh, well, I can't now talk about what on topic I got. Well, first me and TJ go. <laughs> so says says the guy I got a whole segment. <laughs> first me and TJ go. Then Aaron, I do want to talk to you a little bit about one thing on topic, okay. and then let's save the rest for next time because uh, I'd like to record with you guys planning on the air. I'd like to record again next week and hit some of this calamitous, untouched stack of listener questions uh, and do some more what we gots. And also get more of that flow going. I just, I'm feeling it. I feel like it's possible. I'm feeling it. Granted, I'm a little bit Kota Ibushi right now, but I'm trying to use that energy. You know, come at, go hire Aja Kong and come at me on the street while I'm carrying my groceries home. I'll roll with it. It's one of my favorite bits, by the way, if you haven't seen that on YouTube. Kota Ibushi's the best. So, this listener question comes to us from Bearded Yarl. Uh, he says, I've got a list of questions slash billion dollar idea. Get this tokusatsu transformers with limited CG to help transition from model work to suit work. Is this a genius idea or am I just too excited about it in the middle of the night? And if it's genius, what sort of concepts and characters would you like to see in it? Uh, so there's, there's two ways this goes. And one of them, I think we talked about a million years ago, once upon a time. Go Onger? Uh, Go Onger. Yeah, just do Go Onger. They did it already. They already made the million. Sorry. Sorry, they already made the billion dollars. <laughs> it's yeah. all it's all been taken already. No, once upon a time we talked about on this podcast the idea of uh you know based off the live action movies in their heyday, the idea of doing a TV series bouncing off of them where there would be like a transformer who spends most of their time in vehicle mode and then maybe there's an action sequence mm-hmm. every couple episodes. Uh 
that that was an approach that when I saw this question, I immediately recalled, and I still think could be an interesting TV show. It certainly isn't like tokusatsu the way that I think most people would think of it when you say the word, but I think it'd be a cool and interesting and sensible way to do uh, a live action Transformers show low key. Sadly, that means very few Transformers in it. So that's probably a massive turnoff for most people at this point. But otherwise, otherwise, let's get in the meat of it. What do you guys think about that? Like just doing it as like a show where the Transformers are suits, like a CG transformation and just like their Megazords walk, walking around, but like not quite as tall. I think it could be fun. I don't, I don't know that it would necessarily land, but I think I'd love to see the experiment. You know, uh, just, just, uh, I mean, if, if you're going to adapt, if you're going to turn Transformers into a tokusatsu in that way, then what you're doing is making a live action Master Force. Kind of. Uh, Master Force crossed with yeah. Go Busters is what I'm thinking. I mean, if you actually do that, like, if you base it on, like, Headmaster and Power Master concepts, then you could just have human characters representing the Transformers and doing all the plot based stuff. Yeah, they're just the Transtector operators, do up those suits. And then have like a Megazord Transformer fight here and there. I think I think it would be cool to come up with a way of doing like Megazord fights, but not on Godzilla scale. Instead on a like this thing's not the size of a building. This thing is the size of like a double decker bus. So still really tall, but not quite the same. And like, you know, the model work involved in that could be could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um And I, I think I think it would be I think it would be received terribly. Up front, because you'd have a whole bunch of people, uh, and, and you know what? Prove me wrong, but I believe this. You'd have so many people who are the funniest people in the world because they would say, Hey, what is this? Power Rangers? Uh, but after the show gets canceled two seasons in, it would be remembered so fondly by everyone who actually enjoyed it, and a lot of those folks would come around because now it's over. Uh, I think it'd be a worthwhile... I think if if Transformers was ever in trouble, that would be a fun experiment to do if it was feasible. Um, I think, though, if Transformers was in trouble, then just moving into other forms of animation would probably make more sense and be more likely. But still, I I think it could be fun. Like, I don't know. Master Force is just such a perfect... Master Force Headmasters are, are conjoined. Such a perfect medium for that like do you think anything else could work like that or because it's just it's so perfect you have human-sized suits and then transformer suits it mm-hmm. just glides together um I mean, if you want to train animals and do beast wars that might get a little messy though i you know what though beast wars robot suits so, there's been a couple amazing cosplay suits over the years and i kind of like the idea of yes setting one of those up for like fight scenes That'd be kind of cool. If you pull that off, then you don't even have to worry about, like, giant scaling everything. Exactly. Exactly. Just just go and find a valley to film everything in. Do the Power Rangers. Go to New Zealand and yes. <laughs> hook up with everyone that Power... No, Power Rangers is still filming in New Zealand. So, yeah, just head over to New Zealand. Use the Power Rangers Hasbro hookup. To head over to New Zealand and just film live action Beast Wars uh, in in a couple of, uh, of valleys and mountains. There you go. I may be making assumptions about the landscape of New Zealand. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's a, that is definitely a billion dollar idea, Bearded Jarl. Uh, since you might not remember sending that question in at this point, hope you don't mind if we just uh, uh, 
steal your billions. Um, personally, I'm going to use those billions to, uh, to, to purchase a few more apartments, uh, all in a row so that I can just smash the walls down and, and have a nice big old apartment. Why would I not just buy a house? Hey, listen, this is my fantasy. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, I hope next episode just do another big stack of listener questions because I would really like to. Um, but I wanted to slip one in here just to get the taste back in my mouth. Um, so let's do, let's do a little twofer here. Uh, TJ, let's do our little on topic twofer before I grab Aaron for a, a taller, a taller quickie to close it out. What's a thing you mm-hmm. got, uh, Transformers wise this week? Uh, what do I bring up? Because I got some good things. I know you got something that I could bring up. Go for it. But that's a whole, that's a, that's literally like a whole box of stuff to talk about. Oh, let's do that next time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so, uh, you know, let me talk, uh, since it's the newest thing I have, let's talk the uh, Cyberverse Skull Cruncher. Is he out? Yeah, got him on Amazon. What? I didn't know he was yep. out. Holy crap. <laughs> Going to Amazon? That just, we just found out about that like two months ago. <laughs> this is what Cyberverse is doing. Just like, hey, you know True. the thing we announced yesterday? Now I want to know if on can Hang on. I want to know now if he's on Canada or not. I don't think he's on We have Iaconis on, on Canada, but we don't yeah, have Skull Yeah, Country Iaconis yet. is on Amazon. I, it, the moment Iaconis goes under 30 Canadian, I think I might go for him. Yeah, there's no skull cruncher here yet. I still got to get. Uh, still got to get. I have a. Okay, I have a third thing. It's just a quick story that I'll add at the end. But yeah, it's about clobber and skylinks. Uh, so, okay, so how is skull cruncher? Because I mean, like, I I have seen nothing about him in hand. Is he is he on the solid end of ultra? Uh, he's on the solid end. I mean, it's a little bit weird because he is so much thinner than all the others. Hmm. So like, you look at him next to like, uh. I'm, trying, I'm blanking on names all of a sudden. Uh, Thunder Howl? Rack and Ruin? Clobber? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you look at next, like, the Clobber, Rack and Ruin, like, in that vein that you normally kind of expect, it's hard to see that he's from the same price point. Because mm. you got to account for how huge his tail weapon is and all that. Um, he's not a bad figure, though. Like, he's got the standard array of articulation. Uh, he's missing a waist and a neck, which... Uh, that's mostly do, down to like gimmick and transformation. As you do. Uh, yeah. Gets forearm rotation, which is a nice little extra. Um, the transformation, he feels very much like uh, Titan's Return Skull Smasher. Yeah, I was wondering how much DNA from that figure was in him, because at a glance that was kind of the bulk of the conversation about him. <laughs> Yeah, well, he he doesn't do quite the same like like shoulder crunch in part for his transformation. He kind of has his own little torso thing because of course his head doesn't come off. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about part of the transformation is that the chest flap, whereas tech specs would be on the G one toy, does open up as part of the transformation. So you have that little door opening. That's a nice touch. Damn. The best part about him is when you transform the legs and flip them out. The top of the beast mode back comes with him, and those fold up to create platforms under his feet, which avoids that hollow leg doesn't stand in weird positions thing that Skull Smasher had. Yeah, 
That's just that's so, man. That's one of those things where my my immediate reaction is like, so Cyberverse pulled it off something more solidly than the deluxe from Titans Return. <laughs> yeah, they took a lesson from it, is what they did. Yeah, it's like because of, like just because of the limited articulation on the Cyberverse, it's kind of on par with each other. Yeah. Um, I do like the I do like how. I don't like how it activates because the armor gimmick on this one is one of those where you rotate the right arm and it flips out the head. And just because, like, I have to be careful, like, I have to hold the toy together in order to position the right arm the way I want. Because if the shoulder clicks just like a degree too far, the thing's going to flip out on me. Mm-hmm. Um, when it does flip out, it's literally just a translucent gator head flipping out of the gator head on his back. Beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here was the best part. Here's the best part about it: the the upper jaw opens, and there's no restriction to it. There's a tab on the back of the head, and you just flick it, and it just chomps up and down, up and down. Like there's there's no resistance to it at all. So it just like it just chomps like Pac-Man. Hmm. And so it's a it's a it's a really goofy. Considering all everything else has just been like this is armor, this is energon armor that's flipping, that's like emerging and surrounding the character. No, no, it's just a big gator head. Yeah, I mean that, that was that was I think uh, the draw to me is aside from you know small spoilers, very small spoilers. Aside from the fact that that entire robot mode doesn't exist on the show. I feel like giving him the gator head is almost like this spiritually he is still the one we saw in the show. <laughs> it's like there's a robot head there but immediately we're going to cover it up with the familiar gator head that you'll recall from his episodes. Yeah, yeah, he he is he is all gator all the time. Yeah. Even when he's a robot. <laughs> I still I still can't believe he's already out. That's <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, well, I, I have a Cyberverse thing I can talk about that I got recently, uh, because this figure popped up uh, all of a sudden again on, on Amazon over here. Um, I got me Cyberverse Deluxe RC, um, who also includes the weapon and shoulders for the Build-A-Figure, for whom I'm still missing the entire center mass, because I, I still don't got Deluxe Megatron or Bumblebee yet. <laughs> um, but I'm really digging RC. Uh, I kind of caught, because I haven't messed with the Earthrise RC yet, I still haven't seen one, and I kind of caught wind that Cyberverse RC is basically a better version of Earthrise RC. Uh, And I'm going to say, like, for someone whose vehicle mode is primarily contained on her back, the transformation that it does to to compress into this backpack is kind of amazing. The the transformation is really cool on this toy. Um... And her forearms entirely become two parts of car, albeit two very thin, small parts of car. Like, for an RC that's doing what Earthrise RC is doing, this one does it, I think, way better at a glance. Uh, and the, the tactile transformation of the backpack is very satisfying, the way everything comes together. Um, the, the accessory is just a, a, you know, she's got a gun with two blast effects that can then go on the exhaust ports of her car mode. The the articulation though is, is is solid. The bummer is some of the joints this is the rare thing are a little too tight. She's got ankle tilts that are so tight I need to press her entire leg down onto the table to be able to unstick the ankle tilt 
Um, mm. And I, I've loaded them with lubricant, with shock oil, and it's barely helping because it may, they move now, but they have to first go like, like they have to unstick to start moving. It's just, it's ridiculously tight, her ankle tilts. And I don't know if it's just mine, um, but that's my only real problem is her ankle tilts are way too tight on my copy. Uh, yeah, let's see. I, I am, I am digging the figure though. Like the transformation is just, it's, it's like a, it's one of the, it's one of the best versions of the car folds into a backpack because it's like, it, it folds so much. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. Um, it, it also helps that Cyberverse RC is just a fun character, and I'm glad to own a, an, an iteration of that character. And Cyberverse Deluxe has been like just one of these lovely things to dip uh, into as figures go on sale, or, or now whenever they just pop up. So uh, I, I'm digging her. I do recommend her. Uh, and someday I'll handle Earthrise RC, but I'm, I really feel like this is just a better iteration on the whole concept. Um, so that's my that's my so, oh yeah. I I just checked mine, and I was not even aware she had ankle tilts. Yeah, I almost thought she didn't until I like was just looking, and I was like, no, that's a different color plastic inside where the ankle is. That wouldn't be there for any reason except ankle tilts. Yeah, I see a pin in there. Yeah. Are, I, I, are they tight on yours? They are immobile. Yep, that was kind of like mine. Uh... They are so stupidly tight. Like I don't, I don't know what happened, but that's two for two. So if anyone out there with Cyberverse RC wants to chime in, I guess just if anyone has one whose ankle tilts are usable out of the box, that's the main thing I'd like to know. Uh, I, I might, I might try to lubricate these even more. I just, I don't want them to turn super loose, but like, I just don't know if they can turn loose. You know. Um. But yeah, uh, DJ, back over to you. What's uh, what's your other uh, Transformers thing for this twofer? Hmm, I'm limiting me on these things. Um, God, I could roll off of that, but I feel like I want to sit and wait on some of this and make it all a little bit more uh, connective next time we talk. So I'm going to go retro. All right. Because I'm still excited about this. I got my hands... On a metals Megatron. Oh, I yeah, I, I charity auctioned my way into one a few years ago, and I sent him straight back out west with my other Beast Force stuff, and I still kind of regret doing that. I paid a lot for him though. <laughs> yeah, he there's no way to get him cheap. I found. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it's it, it's one of the most in-demand Beast Wars toys on top of the fact that the American version is unplayable. Yeah, it's it's the only version of the toy that that looks like he does in the show and doesn't break. It's it's basically that or the Armada version. Yeah. Just God, I wanted to reissue so bad. So this was my favorite toy from uh my my youth with Beast Wars. Uh, that's like Megatron's the one I reach for most so often. It's one of those that, because when Beast Wars started, it was like I was one of those that scorned and scoffed. Ugh, animals! Where are my cars and jets? I, I did not give it a chance. And then they did all robotics, and like, oh, well, G one had robotic animals, and those were fine. Let's try these. Oh, I've been missing out. 
These are actually fun. And Megatron was one of those first toys that kind of made me go, oh, I should have been into Beast Wars sooner. Like, that honestly broke my heart when I found out that his brown plastic was so bad. Oh, yeah. Because at that point... Mm. At that point, he'd been in my shelves for a while now, and I hadn't, like, picked him up and played with him for a bit. And then just sort of, like, see that, oh, he breaks in half very easily because all of that's fragile now. Great. For me, it's, it's, just... it's a toss-up between him and Torka. I love Torka. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. And, yeah, I, I love <laughs> Torka, and I haven't touched a Torka in, like, a decade. I've... I remember buying a Torka and being very happy that it was all intact, and then as soon as I touched its tail, it broke off in my hand. Yeah, I, I can't touch my Torka anymore. I really want a Torka reissue, and I know we'll never get one. I should probably, like, and I, I think in Torka's case, like, even the, the Blendtron version has the problem, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong about I, that. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Nothing on him's brown, or nothing's on him has the gold plastic. I need to check that, but because yeah, like his plastic was blue. Because Torca is is like you know Torca is not a I, probably not a better toy than Transmetal Megatron, but like Torca is also just a really good Fusor, uh, and it sucks that he is so you know battered with gold plastic. Um, and I think that Transmetal Megatron has a chance of reissue, whereas Torca I think has no chance of reissue. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, I had to get the Torca word in there. Uh, but so yeah, Metal's Megatron. Uh, is it? Is it like? I want to know. Is it? Is it relaxing specifically? Because that's that's I mean, what I felt when I opened him up, and I was like, I don't have to worry. Yeah, like it. It really is just being able to like manipulate the toy the way I used to, and get him into my all my favorite poses and transform him like. This is what I've been holding back on for so long. Just because I didn't want to risk losing the one I already had. Mm. It, it's it's just... It's, it's weird. It's, it's weird to reclaim a toy that you never lost. Yeah. But like I, feel like I feel like he's been miles away from me, even though he's always been on the shelf. That's, that's kind of how I feel... Not to bring it up, that's how I feel about Torka. He's in a drawer where he's been <laughs> safe since the the 2000s, I think. But like I can never I could never touch him again. So like <laughs> yeah. Like I will I will I will say like having the two side by side, I do realize that the Metal's version got the black right from the original animation model. I think Hasbro got the metallic a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like somewhere in between these two, there is a perfect iteration of Transmetal Megatron that I do not have the guts nor the budget to attempt. That's where we like they just gotta they gotta encore him at least. I mean, they encored Big Convoy, like that mold that was lying around. They did that. Like that's what kind of stuns me is. These molds exist somewhere, and you know the collector's value they have. You know, it's pretty common to find Metal's Megatron for over $100, because so many people want to have a version that they could actually play with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's money on the table if you can actually dig up that mold and reissue it, but I've never seen any indication that they're going to. 
I got to imagine that it, uh, like, if it if it never came up in the like what two or three times Beast Wars toys have been reissued, it's got to be. I mean, I don't recall the, any of the trans metals really getting reissued. No, just for Armada. Yeah, so like like the actual Beast Wars reissues, like maybe the trans metal molds are in in like especially the the ones that we really care about. They just might be in trouble. Like who knows? Yeah. I mean, some of them are maybe even just, do they exist? Period. Yeah did did yeah, the armada too. did the armada run ruin that Megatron mold, for instance? And and did some of the other ones just break over time? Like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not even necessarily saying damage, but just like, also, yeah, just missing. Hey, yeah, m- is- m- missing or or destroyed. I think that they've gotten a whole lot better about not just randomly destroying molds once made. I mean, but... we know they've been keeping a hold of Beast Wars molds, though, because they reissue Terrorsaur as Strafe during mm-hmm. the... Like, during Age of Extinction, we have to reissue every dinosaur mold we ever made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This Transmetal Megatron is, is such a specifically, like, like, the entire case to reissue that toy is so strong that, like, there's gotta be a technical reason that's holding it back but who who cares because tj you and i got ours so we're, we're fine yeah. <laughs> who cares yeah, well, don't worry about that anymore <laughs> yeah we already we, we're settled we're good all the rest of y'all <laughs> just uh, pull, pull yourself know. up by your bootstraps and go get yourself a transmittal megatron uh. yeah you got our you, you got our mod predacon don't you yeah, green's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Green's fine for the poor. Uh, well, congratulations. <laughs> um, it, it kind of segues. My my other one I was going to talk about that I also just popped open today is I I finally got me an Earthrise Snapdragon who has a T Rex looking mo- mode, so it's a little bit relevant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you know Snapdragon's a pretty good toy? Yeah, he is. I've I'm heard. pretty sure I talked about it in the past. Yeah, as have I. He's he's a pretty good toy. I uh, I was pleasantly surprised by the 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 dragon T Rex mode specifically, like the robot into jet. I was like, this is nice. It's it's predictably nice. That was good. Some of the tricks go into that beast mode. Like I, I when they happened, I, I recalled you guys talking about some of them. But like it's you know it's the difference of handling it and seeing it happen in person. And that 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 dra- that dragon mode transformation is is way better than it has any reason to be. Uh, there's a lot of mm-hmm. bits of it that could have just not taken place, and I probably would have you know not thought anything of it. But just reshaping all that torso mass around the tail. Uh, is is chef kiss it's very good um the, the one of the things that i really liked um and continue to like is the way that the like jet cockpit into the legs into the tail happens oh that part too is, is like buttery it's just like like that it's that it's two like lateral halves of the cockpit end up in the legs and i can't think of anything that we had in recent history that has had the cockpit do that it's either been torso chunk or maybe arms maybe or like it's more so like an accessory on the arms yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah. The the lateral cockpit thing is cool. Like this is the the fact that it uses the knee joints uh, in that in that specific way to kind of clink uh, together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I Snapdragon is is actually like I have a good ape face, but even with that said, I think Snapdragon is just a cleaner and more more engaging transformation overall. Uh, like my only problem with them, I think, is that it really friggin' is irritating trying to get the Titan Master into the Dragon Head because that socket is all up in there and at a weird angle, and you don't have all the clearance you have for the normal socket. It's just kind of annoying the first couple times. Uh, but otherwise, I'm, I'm happy I got him. I will say, I got him. I went off hours to check out a comic store I haven't been to in seven months, and they had exactly one Snapdragon for like ten bucks up retail Canadian. And I decided I, I'd gone for a walk that day, and I was like, I want to take a friend home. And then I woke up the next morning to see the announcement: Snapdragons finally on Toys R Us for retail price. So I just want to say, fellow Canadians, uh, you're welcome. I took that hit so that you all could get normal price Snapdragons, and uh, and I hope you all appreciate my sacrifice. Uh, I have one other little Transformers thing I want to throw out there quickly. This is sort of bookending a story I forgot if I told, but I, I ordered during a sale. I was really, really happy about this. There was a Toys R Us 25% off sale, and I got I got Skylinks and Cyberverse Clobber. Um, really good prices. You, to- you told me, too. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah, Skylinks and Clobber were, they, they shipped to me and then, then said the package was delivered, but it never was. Uh, so I had to open a dispute with Canada Post, um, who told me that they didn't know anything, so go and talk to the seller. So I had to open a dispute with Toys R Us, uh, which took the better part of a month. Uh, and today I got my refund because they said the package was lost. So it's nice that I got a refund. Skylinks isn't on sale anymore. Uh... So I'm. Uh, it's a bittersweet victory. I also st- na- I still don't have clobber. Um, it's only annoying because like that was that was a really solid sale to get in on, and Toys R Us isn't going to go like, don't worry, pal, we'll give you that sale price again. Why would they? Uh, so that that's my little downer part of on topic what we got. <laughs> on the bright side, I did get to handle the Skylinks for for a couple days, and uh, he's all right. He's a weird toy. He's a, he's a very good Skylinks, and I don't know if that means he's a very good Transformers toy. Like, it's a, Skylinks is weird. Mm. He's really weird. Um, but to close this out, um, partly because I'm just also I'm, I can tell I'm running into my brain wall, but I want to hit this one because it's fresh enough. Uh, Aaron, you and I both finished Studio Series Devastator. Yes. So. He- he a big boy. Yeah. Um, the overall experience is flawed, but it's just remarkable. Uh, yeah. Is, I think, the best way to, to, to describe it. That's a, a pretty good way to put it. Yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah. Every problem that someone will bring up is critical. For the most part, you can't really dis- disagree with them or argue them down. It's really whether or not it strikes you as critical in the greater picture of what Devastator is. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, my last piece was Overload. Yeah, same here. Um, I handled Overload a little bit in his robot mode. I don't know. I know I turned it into his alt mode. The weird pull behind dump trailer with a barrel on it momentarily. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but then he instantly went into hips, and then everything else went into be Devastator, and that's how he's living the rest of his life. I spent a couple days, uh, felt like a couple days, I spent most of a, a day <laughs> with Overload on his own. <laughs> Twelve minutes. Uh, and I, I like him. The only real problem I have with Overload as a standalone toy is that every single one of his arms is missing, like, one joint that would make them really fun. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to cheat to make it look like he's doing some poses, and it's doable. Yeah. Uh, but as a standalone toy, I really like him. He he is immensely characterful. His transformation is lovely. Uh, the way all his little armlet mm-hmm. pieces fold up, they all have a place to peg or tab into. It's so solid. Yeah, that is that is one thing that I definitely did um, appreciate was uh, I think it was a case of instructions not quite showing, but I think it was uh, is it one of the upper arms has like a twist flip rotated larger trunk? Yeah, flip the, or something so there's, like there's that. There's one that does that, and while you're doing it, it basically rams itself into two pegs. Yeah. Uh, the smaller pincer outer arms also have like a, an angled tab that looks complicated, but as you're trying to finagle the greater arm mass in place, it's almost like the tab just pulls itself into the slot. Yeah. Uh, so it was one of them where I had like, I, I did flip twist, not twist flip or something like that, where it was not quite lined up and I backed it to where like, okay, I know it was good here. And then I did it the other way and it just like... It did that, and then I remember the like inner arms just kind of rolling into where they needed to go when it was all said and done. Yeah, it, it's almost on autopilot in a way that's that's mm-hmm. like I, I talked about it before. It's those moments where complicated stuff is happening, but the user doesn't have to do the complicated work. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the the geometries all line up in this perfect little way. Uh, Overload is just, he's a fun, he's easy to transform, he's satisfying to transform. The joints he has are, for the most part, are stonking solid, sadly, except for his ankles, they're a bit loose. Uh, and he's, he is, he's beefy looking, but not strong beef. It's just, he, he looks like a murder weapon that, that grew a head, you know, and two legs. Yeah. Um, so I would say he is, he's, he's a little bit, if you can get him on sale, and you just think he looks cool? He's he's all right as a standalone, uh, and, and almost all of his Devastator engineering helps him have more solid articulation in his arms and his upper body. Um, so you're not losing it. You're only really paying for that little drum thing if you're not going to use him for the combiner stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, that combine mode, uh, I've I've after spending a about a year and a half being really intimidated by what it was going to be like trying to remember how all those guys do their things uh aside from scavenger it was really straightforward to me like i was surprised how how much fun i've had transforming devastator back and forth twice since i got all the the components uh i'm just really kind of let down and and shocked to a degree how much I went from feeling like Scavenger was one of the top three Constructicon toys to, like, near the bottom, based entirely on the experience of transforming him back and forth for combined mode a bunch of times, because he's just so... He never feels quite done. He has a lot of parts that tab in, but then they're, they tab in without accounting for the combined mode in a way. Uh, yeah. The article really kind of... It, 
illuminates on this a lot, if if, if I'm being honest. And mm-hmm. it's a bummer. I came out, I, like, I went in when I just had Scavenger going, like, this is actually a really solid toy. I love what he's doing with the treads and everything and how he pulls off the wheel. And now that I've handled the full team, I'm like... If I were to have one of these figures replaced with a third-party figure that occupies its spot instead, it's Scavenger for multiple reasons, uh, Devastator and Scavenger alike. I I would I would sign that petition. For me, like the way that, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this when Mixmaster came out. Mm-hmm. The way that Mixmaster combines into Scavenger to me is such a tenuous connection. Mm-hmm. Like it uses little tiny clips. And the fact that you, like, wrap his arms kind of around this other part of Scavenger, it feels like like Scavenger was put in place with the idea that Mixmaster was going to go in here. And then they found, like, mold runs on Scavenger to make the connection for Mixmaster. Yeah, like, like for the one who was done first, Scavenger feels like the one who was designed last. Yeah. In a, in, in, a, in a frustrating way where it's like overload doesn't have anywhere for his legs to connect un- until I found how solidly you can use his his heel spike to clip onto mixmaster's legs and it's it's mm-hmm. dead solid like it almost feels intentional but like where where's the, the that wouldn't be necessary if scavenger just had like a peg on him that matched with some of the many pegs and tabs on overload's you know legs and feet right uh, Right there, there. It's definitely something that feels like overload is going around. Like you know, again, back to the images that we have. You know, they knew how it was going to connect into the legs. They had a slot on Scavenger that we can make do with. I guess it's a big chunky thing, um, and we just have to meet those three things and maybe fit up underneath Mixmaster and yeah, yeah. If, if there's a third party out company out there that is really scratching their chin at what to do um a drop-in scavenger replacement would be pretty cool and and i want to stress i guess it's not like i think scavenger is a terrible figure like i still like him and I, i still like the end result to a degree i just feel like almost every problem i have that is to the point of affecting my enjoyment it all ends up rooting in on Scavenger. Like, mm-hmm. right down to the, the curled-up cockpit block that just doesn't tab in on mine. Yeah. Like, it, it's... And, and it's so annoying. Yeah. Everything about the, the, the shoulder angle, while it's interesting and it gives them, like, a... Like, a hulky, like, frame. Like, we were talking... I think we were talking beforehand. The fact that you have to, like, hold specific parts of his shoulder in order to move other parts... Because it's held in with a tab. It's it, yeah, this big chunk is held in with a small tab, and not a click tab, just it, a friction tab. And I'm like, th- like, and I said it off recording. Those feel like they should have been C clips. You know, something mm-hmm. that goes, you know, that, that locks in. Yeah, something something that has a that has a positive connection. Yeah, and uh, and I mean, this also lends credence to the thing that those you know the insider um, bullet points going around about how like they there was there was. A, an amount of work done on a commander scavenger and that that was a casualty mm-hmm. of whatever you know changed cost wise over the two years and it feels like it like it feels like scavenger is just not as finished as the rest like even down to mix like Mixmaster's connections the two clips and the uh two sockets sandwiching around a big rod that's a solid connection and on Scavenger's end is where it feels weaker, because it feels like Scavenger doesn't really give you much room or guidance for that connection. 
And on a mm-hmm. bigger scavenger, I feel like that that entire connection system would be on a module that then swivels left and right. Uh, so this is it's, yeah, this is weird. Like how much I uh, my my rating on scavenger plummeted after combining everything together, and this is after I'd already combined the top half of Devastator for like six months, thinking highly of scavenger, you know. Uh, but I don't. I don't want to. I don't wanna keep it on a negative. Like I'm. I am enjoying Devastator a lot. Like no, he like he can't do the on all fours without you know unconnecting a ton of his secured parts. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like him as a biped. Like it's not fully accurate, but it just looks cool. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't mind the lack of knees. Knees would be great, but the amount of articulation his he's got from the waist down is surprisingly decent. Uh, with those ankle tilts yeah. and the thigh swivels. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was one other uh, key thing. Uh, oh yeah, it is weird how he appeared. He doesn't have a waist joint, but he has all the components of a waist joint. Yeah, it is so close to being like, and and again, I think that's a thing that that feels like it was a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, that like that entire mold cuts across that point for no other reason like i thought maybe it had to do with the the sort of ab crunch that's involved in overloads robot mode but like mm-hmm. it doesn't require that cut for any of the geometry uh mm-hmm. from what i can tell and someone's cracked it open from what i read in one of the feedback threads and basically confirmed like there's no waist joint in there that just happens to be a yeah. seam like a really uh suspicious seam <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, like I, I, I really, I really like how he turned out. Like he's a monster. He doesn't look nice, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like the point. I mean, he's suppo- he's supposed to be a monster. Yeah, yeah, and and they're now, good. Good. Now you have rampage, not skipjack, correct? Yeah, and now that I've combined him, I want skipjack. Uh, I th- yeah, I I think if I see a skipjack, I might end up getting him. I don't want to pay full price for skipjack, but the moment I can get skipjack on sale, if I've got the cash, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Maybe that that might be one of those uh, I've not seen a thing I've been looking for for a while purchases. Yeah, no, I th- I think just I think skipjack fits the fits the color pattern a little bit better. Um, and I also want to say, like... The biggest thing, though, like, Rampage and Skipjack both hide behind overloads, like, big thigh protrusion so much that... Heh, maybe if he was bigger, like, like Long Haul ha- is, has a larger profile mm-hmm. with a big top of a green dump truck. Well, the when, when you and, put the piece from, from uh, Scrap Metal onto the, the Skipjack Rampage kneecap on Devastator... Oh, yeah, that's supposed to go there, Yeah, isn't that's it? why I kind of want Skipjack, that because might, he flows that with that. That might pull it together a little differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it just makes the color flow work. I can, I can see that. I, 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 can see I just that. wanted to say, like, like since, I, since I transformed them back and forth a few times, I also love this set of Constructicons as a team of toys. They're all like mm-hmm. they're so unique they're so different they all have so much character and they look like a deranged ensemble it's fantastic and the fact that all of those disparate uneven shapes form into this hulking bipedal thing that for the most part is just a solid combined robot uh it makes me desperate desperately hope that 
the the lessons of the Studio Series Devastator can carry over to something in a in a new Transformers show sometime in the near future that is not a nostalgia show. It, it, like cause I, I mentioned on Twitter, and someone said, "Oh, which combiner would it be for?" And I was like, "None of the ones we have." But I would love to see another team like this. Where, you know, on the broad strokes, a, a large team of a weird number where all of their body shapes and price points are, are mostly different and they combine together into a functional robot. And, and to do that without the kind of ball and chain of it being movie devastator, I think would be amazing. And I hope that we get to see something like that sooner than later. It, it would require Transformers media also starting to get away from evergreen which i'm kind of hoping it does in the next three or four years but man the lessons learned off this toy there's so much that could translate to something magical i would recommend picking it up if you got the means and you don't hate how he looks (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh aaron anything else devastator wise devastator wise negative all right let's uh call it there let's call it there um and, I'll, and 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 simply say thank you all for listening. Uh, we will record again and do a bunch of listener questions. Don't send any in. I guess I'll just say it. I don't mean. I don't. Want, I hope that doesn't come off as mean. But like, if you send in a listener question, it's not going to be in the next episode because we got a whole pile, and I want to hit those first. <laughs> uh, so wait and wait until we empty out the archive and take inspiration from all of those listener questions uh, to deliver us a few year-enders. That's what I would say. Uh, but until then, Aaron, thank you for joining me. TJ, thank you for joining me. And uh, mm-hmm. I will I will end on the note of I hope you're all staying safe. Uh, please check out uh, our WTF at TCG um, season finale because uh, uh, I, I think I went on a very long tangent about board games, but... That's also the start of us introducing the concept of fan-made TCG cards, and I want to continue trying to make that concept comfortable, because it is a very daunting concept to just sort of wade into, but it really is, as a user-end thing, kind of simple to to interact with. Uh, And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you later. Stay safe, keep your masks on, uh, don't take risks, and uh, I demand that you survive. 